Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Bank Holiday Monday 31st, May 2010. I'm your host Dan Train and joining me this week, uh, this time both in the same room, uh, Rob Kemp. Please call me Spoon. Or Spoon, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Let's call him Spoon from now on, I'm sure that'll work wonderfully. <laughs> and Zachary Burgess there. Yes. Conveniently in the same location. Well, there was reasoning behind that. And well, I'll, yes. I'll, link, I'll link to this as part of my conversation, actually. It's a, it's an on-topic random comment. So what is the reason? Because I'm still all the way down here in Southampton broadcasting over the internet to you guys, but you're both sitting in the same room in in, swi- in the Switch. <laughs> in the Switch. <laughs> the switch. <laughs> yeah, the boy. Yeah, boy. Ipswich Suffolk. Yeah. Both show. <laughs> There's a reason for this, though, isn't there? Well, yeah. Not normally, we wouldn't be going to the crazy effort and seeing the... Well, yeah, you just have to see the ridiculous engineering solution we've come up with here to get this to work. Uh, it, involves, <laughs> it involves a compression mic, um, two sets of headsets, me and Zach, plugged into three different computers. Um, <laughs> three? Of, yeah, there's three different computers involved in this. There's t- uh, a pile of... Um, folders I use to store the information about my new house um, on which the microphone is resting to put it up to a decent height. There's a laptop on my on my chair. Uh, That's one of the three computers. On your chest? On your chest? I was. Yeah. <laughs> that would be impressive. <laughs> I've got laptop boobs. I don't know. I sometimes rest my laptop when I'm in bed. Like It's more comfortable than putting it in your lap because your lap is where you're your bits are if you're a bloke so it's like put it on your chest and rest well it there. yeah like, and in theory having a laptop um on your lap yeah. doesn't do your fertility any good it's not so good because yeah. you're not supposed to warm your ned yeah it's really uncomfortable anyway like i don't know what the best position is but yeah no, just rest it on bad. there if you're watching a tv in bed on your laptop so which yes. is really bad for your eyes i imagine and for your sleep quality quality of sleep so this epic solution is a uh, only required because otherwise we'd have no cast this week, thanks to uh, well, Zach's lack you of possibly have a, you possibly have a cast, but you wouldn't have me because my computer is broken and therefore I can't talk from my normal location. Maybe we could have tried using my dad's Mac or something, but then we'd have to find some Teamspeak variant. You can get Teamspeak for Mac. Yeah, I, I thought you could, but then I'd anyway, have to so... be in a less convenient location. Yeah, with dog. So... <laughs> So what happened to your now computer, we've added man? Dog. What happened to your PC? That thing's been like on twenty four seven for what five years? What how long has only, that been on? It was only two weeks ago that we commented on how long that epic thing has survived. Yes. That's true. Because ever was... since university, you did, did you um did you have it on twenty four seven before university, or was it only when you started in the Ultimate and stuff that you started logging I all those things. Don't really know. I can't even remember when I got it because I must have got it for university, but I can't remember how much longer I had it before that. Yeah, it can't have been very long, like the summer. Mm. But how long ago does that place that? That's sort of two thousand three, isn't it? So that's about yeah. seven seven years. It's been it on. Can't... The thing is, I was trying to work it out the other night because it's like. <laughs> you, you can tell this is the, the worst way of calculating it ever. But the, the, I was thinking back, it was like, how long ago was that? Well, the only thing I have to compare it to is my Eve character. 
<laughs> That's my how Eve, you log time my, in your life. My Eve character <laughs> is nearly seven years old, but okay. I played that on the other old computer, yeah, like on did, 56k yeah. modem as well. <laughs> That's true. Eve is one of the few games that works really well on a 56k modem, or it used to. It probably doesn't anymore, but at the time, yeah. it was pretty good. Like, compared to pretty much anything else, it runs really badly on a 56k, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah. It's like, they, back in the day, there was a PC Gamer article on or what games that you can actually play on 56k modem and Eve was the most highly recommended. So if you're out there listening, can you imagine how long it would take to, how long would it take to download this podcast of 56k modem? Quite take a long all, time. It would take a week or something, wouldn't it? I don't know. No, it's a hundred megs and yeah. you could probably do, wait, what's 56k? You, you, I remember seeing, having like on average about five kilobyte a second download. Like back in the 56k days, so you're talking 5k a second. That's what a meg in maths. <laughs> oh, that's trying to do. Do some maths. You've got a computer right in front of you. Press yeah, the calculator. I, know, but I want to flex my head muscles, <laughs> and not the ones on my face. <laughs> that would the be your face inside muscles. Inside yeah. your face. But it's sort of on my head. But anyway, yeah, um, I can't think of that and converse at the same time. No. Um, 5K? Yeah, here. Wasn't, it, wasn't it like 46K? You're going to do it with proper mix. Well, no, You're going to do it with 1024, that'll make it fun. Well, the, 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 uh, the, the modems were 56 kilobit. Ah, oh, that's right. So well, I'm sure you could get over 5. No, I only ever on got 5 day. kilobytes out of it, really. Right. Um, so what, you're talking uh, 220, 200 <laughs> seconds per meg. Um so times that by a hundred, you got like twenty twenty thousand seconds. <laughs> now do some division. sixty again. Oh dear. Oh, now he's going to start the calculator. Yeah, fuck it. Screw <laughs> it. So your computer is toast. Um, yes. So what happened to it? Well, it was quite weird because I was like, it was like I was sitting there. Waiting for the goddamn Eve servers to come back up, which I'll talk about shortly. Five and a half okay. hours. Okay. <laughs> the answer has been calculated. I can't believe it still took you that long. <laughs> so I was sitting there waiting for Eve to come back online, and then I heard a mysterious pop, and I was like, what the fuck was that? Because I thought it was one of the like halogen lights in my room had blown, right. but they were all still on, and I was like, hmm, that's odd. So I like wandered around and was like, well, I can't see anything. So then I just carried on. And then I went to bed and it was all fine. And then when I woke up in the morning, nothing was on the screen. Everything was still on. And like so, all the power lights and everything. So you heard but, a pop and the computer kept working. Like, yeah, for, for several hours. Like and okay. while playing Eve as well. While it was on the screen, it carried on. Mm, okay. Have you and opened it up and like, tried to figure out what's wrong with it? Well, I had to look around in, in the inside to see if I could see anything obvious. It was like, well, none of this look. There was, it's like I could. I thought it must be something like a capacitor or something that had blown out, and I was like, yeah, I couldn't see anything obvious, like scorch marks or anything in there. If a capacitor oh, okay. blows, don't you normally get that yellow shit everywhere? That carcinogenic fluff. <laughs> Not well, I noticed. I assume it, it depends could, how much it blows. It could be a very small one. I mean, you know. Well, yeah, I always remember that we had, well, okay, yeah, it was a fairly meaty capacitor, but someone uh, with me at school managed to blow it up, and there was this yellow shit everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, the, yeah, so I looked inside, and I couldn't see anything particularly wrong, 
That Did you smell anything tried... when you heard the pop then? No, I couldn't yeah. smell anything either, which was okay. doubly weird. I was like, surely something must be burnt out in there. The only time I... I've ever had a problem like with the motherboard was the, like, the moment I plugged it in, a brand new one, turned it on, it caught fire. Uh, you know, which sounds really dramatic, but it, th- there was smoke, and and uh, yeah, obviously, I I just plugged everything into a brand new. This shows just how really it was the cheapest motherboard. It was like forty quid's worth of motherboard from MSI, and uh, the reason I bought it was because it was the exact same motherboard that I already had in my PC, and the reason that that motherboard was in that PC was because it was from a uh, like a, a a vendor like. Um, do you remember those old PC vendors like? Um, what Your local called? PC maker, or like PC Pro, or yeah, something like that. Like there was there was a a shop in um, in uh, town ramparts for yeah time yeah or tiny one of those yeah. So and 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 of course they buy the absolute cheapest shit possible so that they can have the best specs for the lowest price. So it was an awful motherboard with reasonably good processor and stuff and i bought the exact same thing so i didn't know anything about it and it was really cheap and i just plugged everything in turned it on and it got fire <laughs> so i had to get another one which was fine i just got an rma request but that just shows you like don't skimp on the motherboard like because this will happen which apparently i didn't since it lasted this long <laughs> no i no, your computer was quite expensive though wasn't it back in the day but, yeah so after i opened it up and looked around all the inside i was like I eventually, it was like, well, that capacitor looks slightly suspicious. It looks kind of different, but not obviously blown out. And it was one next to the graphics card, which made sense, because I swapped out the graphics card, and it still doesn't send any graphics data to the cable. It doesn't what? It doesn't send any graphics. Any video to the TV. Oh, okay. So, what, <laughs> so it's, not, it's not the graphics card, yeah. then. It's, not, it's on the motherboard. Yeah, it's but next got to, to the be... graphics card. Yeah, I, that's why I thought it was the capacitor. It's like the, it's not loading the capacitor so it can't boot the graphics card or whatever. I just right, found okay. one advantage to me and Zach sitting next to each other. I can sort of gesture at him when I'm not quite... <laughs> when he's sort of like questioning what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> Which we can't... <laughs> yeah, yeah it's not going to be an advantage to anyone listening to us. Well, it means I don't have to argue and sort of like force it down everyone's throats for ages. It's like, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. It means I might not talk over everyone so much because I'll just be going... <laughs> Yeah, Interesting. Like I wonder what it'd be like if we were all three in the same room, like a real radio show. <laughs> That'd be interesting. We should try that sometime. We, we might end up playing radio rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> That'd be great. What's that? Did they do that, real DJs? Like, sit around well, in the studio? I'd, I'd imagine they must have tried at some point, but it's it's just not... Because it'd be one of those crap things, like the Chris Moyle show do a lot of things where they... Uh, sort of have something happening in the studio and basically it results in oh here it goes here it goes <laughs> and then have to tell you what happened and it's like, yeah that's not good radio is it this doesn't quite work really so, so like ah you win you rock so anyway this is going to mean uh not you an rock, inability you <laughs> an inability for rock, Zach paper, to play games <laughs> you rock <laughs> <laughs> that kind of rock yeah, so you're not going to be able to play any of your games, man, for a while. What's the plan? Conveniently, at least for this podcast, I can talk about some stuff, the stuff that I played before it broke. Okay, so we had we... podcasts for quite a long time. Let's get on to that, shall we? Um, so what you've been playing in the time before your PC exploded? Well, the first thing I did pretty much, uh, well, I won't say immediately after the last podcast, although I'm losing track of time all over the place, <laughs> because I'm not 
at my computer so I can't see a clock every hour of the day. And you can't, see your, you can't see your Eve character, so you're dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Don't know when my skills are going to finish. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Anyway, you can keep time. But pretty much the first thing I did was I played through the original Prince of Persia again <laughs> after we talked about it. Well, I was like, of time. Yeah, I should go back in there and play that again. I've still you got Sands of Time. Yeah. I saw because, the film. Uh, of course... <laughs> of course, it's not the original Prince of Persia. Well, no. The original Prince of Persia is really old, and then they made a crap 3D... Everyone forgets this, but they made a crap 3D remake before they made a good 3D remake. Everyone forgets about this game. Yeah, no, I, I don't remember, remember the crap one. Yeah, it was called Prince of Persia 3D or something, and they made it, and it was bad. And then um, and then eventually... Whenever I try and visualise that, all I end up seeing is Aladdin, because it was basically the same. <laughs> yeah, effectively, yeah. That's what it was. Well, that's what the old... The Aladdin games. 2D one, yeah. Oh, oh did they you try mean Disney's just remake the, Yeah. Did they just try and remake the 2D game with 3D in 2.5D sort of style? Uh, I don't think or so. I it, think it was... Or was it just a shit, like, Gex 3D, you know? A shit yeah. platformer. It was just not a very good platformer. <laughs> or Earthworm Jim 3D. I don't even know who had the license. It might not have been Ubisoft at the time, actually. But anyway, it doesn't matter. No one. And more importantly, Sands of Time. How did you enjoy it then? What what do you, what do you think? Well, it was like obviously there was some stuff that I had to remember. The combat wasn't as bad as I thought it was. No, I was like, it's okay, oh. isn't it? But the, the trouble is, there's like no variation in like. That's the problem with it. Yeah. Because it even it shows these like you have the little stupid thing where it's like the save points. You walk into this glowing pillar of sand, and then you have like a flash forward where it's like you see how to solve the next puzzle that's coming up, and it's like ah, yeah, your premonitions. That's so quite you, cool. It, yeah, that's you're telling cool. the story, aren't you? It's got a framing device where you're telling the story from the, <laughs> which is from the future, aren't you? Of course. Which has the whole where you you fuck up and he goes, no, that's not how it happened and all that stuff. Yeah. But then, really so it's like, like, you get these little flash forward things and in one of them specifically, it shows a way of using the, because normally you knock the enemies, you beat the enemies up until they fall over and then you stab them with the dagger and yeah. that sucks them up. But yeah. then in one of these flash forwards, it shows a move where you can like stab the dagger upwards into their stomach and they kind of crumple over the dagger and it sucks them in. And I can never work out how to do that. <laughs> it's like, how do you do that? That's much cooler. Okay. No, I've never seen that. Hmm, that would make it a lot more interesting. Convenient. At least, at least that would give you a bit of variety. Because one of the weirdest things about that is if you don't use the dagger, you know, which of course is the whole point is to use the dagger to suck them up. But if you don't, you can fight forever, can't you? Because yeah, they, they just, just keep getting up. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I, w- I was comparing it with uh, the Batman uh, combat, and uh, similar to that in that you can, uh, in Batman, you can. You can whack yeah. them on the on the ground and knocks them. And out the other thing I didn't really realise about the old, didn't remember about the old Prince of Persia combat was you can it, it does have sort of the Batman elements of like transferring between enemies. Yeah, where it's like if you push in the direction of different enemies, he does different moves to move towards them. So yeah. a rather underrated version of free flow. <laughs> yeah. I guess yeah. So. Well, I mean, I'm not saying it was it was. Uh, it was great because it was no. it was it was maligned for a good reason because it was the weakest part of the game definitely because the rest of it was so good all the platforming apart from that was the other thing that I didn't remember it's like it, obviously this game is like full of ridiculous time travel and shit where it's like obviously we can compensate for all kinds of insane complications because we can just say oh you go back in time that solves the problem of dying and everything but towards the end you, this stupid bit where the woman you're with, that woman, whatever the fuck her name is, yeah. she takes the dagger 
and you're like, oh fuck, now I have to go and rescue her, <laughs> which has two severe retarded problems in the plot. The first one being you still fight enemies, except now they just evaporate when you hit them. It's like, oh. what? <laughs> this entire game you've been like, you have to stab them with the dagger to suck them up, but now you just hit them with the sword and they just die. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. okay, thanks for that stupidity. And the other problem is, <laughs> since you don't have the dagger any longer, you just die if you fuck up at all. And there's one extremely long jumping sequence, right, to come up to the, like, the last boss of the game. And it's like, oh, fuck, screwed oh. up again on the last goddamn jump. Do so over. That's, that's like when a game, like the whole raison d'etre for a game gets taken away. Just like in, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this is a bit of a, a weird analogy, but a bit like in black and white where you get the creature and then it just gets taken away from you for no reason halfway through the <laughs> Except game. that's like on the second level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, it's like the whole game saying, here, you can solve problems using this awesome feature of using a creature or rewinding time or whatever. And then it goes, nope. Sorry, yeah. taking that, that away. Really <laughs> I failed that. It's because it was the worst. It's the worst thing as well. Because naturally, it's, it has to give you the worst possible thing to do when you don't have the dagger, which is like you have to. You can do wall jumps where you jump between the walls to climb up. But then, if the two walls are far enough apart, you climb down by doing wall jumps. Right. Yeah. You're, you can you, slide, can't you? I'll well, no, you can't slide. It's just that oh, if right. you if the walls are far enough apart. Your arc in the jump takes oh, you lower by the time you hit the other wall. So you oh, like jump backwards and forwards, but you go downwards. But because you're used to the timing of doing the upwards jump, because you only have to do the downwards jump like one other time in the entire game, when you come to that bit right at the end, <laughs> I kept screwing it up. It's like, fuck! <laughs> do this whole goddamn sequence again! But overall, I mean, how does it hold up? Because I, I keep remembering it really fondly, but it's quite old now, so... It was like, pretty cool. <laughs> it was overall pretty awesome. Had some hilarious, hilarious, you know, voice acting. Terribly bad voice acting in places, of course. And um, some funny lines. So how much yeah. of it actually relates to the film? Because I saw that this week. I don't know. And it's like, the film. I know, but like, <laughs> this is, gonna be like, a problem. like is, is this princess woman still got the same name? Is it like Tamina? And does she come from this? No, I'm fairly sure it's not Tamina. It's a different. <laughs> they... It's a different name. From what I think, I saw the trailer of the. I think I saw the trailer of the film, and from what I can tell, it doesn't look like anything like it. <laughs> no. Well, as far as I can tell, from what you guys have told me, because I'm in the other state where I've now seen the film and not really played the game. <laughs> Um, the dagger yeah. isn't really that much of a. It's it's the main plot point, but they don't use it to suck the life out of dudes. <laughs> it's, uh... Yeah, but the dudes are made of sand. The sand escapes, and then it turns all the it all turns all the people in the castle into bad guys. Okay, and then yeah, it's Rob... all made of sand. Yeah, that's completely fucking different. <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen the film, but I have read like a review or something, and I, as far as I can gather, it's actually pretty doesn't. good. I thought, to be honest, as far as game adaptations go, they haven't ruined the game for me by putting, <laughs> by putting not about the game well but <laughs> not only that they haven't ruined the game by putting shit actors to play the character jake jillian although to be honest the cool. characters in the original were pretty shit well, to play their voice acting <laughs> yeah, that, it's not really the strength of the game the characters well, uh, it's, it's and, a bit of an interesting choice for an adaption really isn't it because... oh yeah but they it's, it's a i don't know the story is a bit cliched let's put it that way in terms of films but it's nicely portrayed they sort there's a bit of the the classic parkour platforming element used because that's just a bit of a film mainstay these days and they don't rest too heavily on game mechanics you know what i mean it's like it's quite easy to sort of in some adaptations like even tomb raider to a certain degree sort of pull on bits of the game too much like the, the way combat is done or the way um 
right. the stories never make much sense, you know, that kind of <laughs> shit. And it's uh, it's actually pretty good. I enjoyed it anyway. The person I was with, uh, the guy at work I was uh, seeing it with, uh, didn't think too much of it. But I, I give it a hearty 7 out of 10. <laughs> I was I was, I was faintly interested because uh, when it was building up to it, the uh, release of the film, because it because it had Jake Gyllenhaal and also because it was directed by Mike Newell. And I thought I thought he did a really good job of um, uh, the fourth Harry Potter film. I mean, he directed Four Weddings and a Funeral, so, I mean, that's a really good film. And not an action film, obviously, but I thought he did as, a good as job. As a man, the... I can't confirm or deny that. <laughs> What do you mean? That film's awesome. That's not a girly film. <laughs> you, not... you watched that one. I've seen the ending of it. Oh, come a on. Four Weddings, is not a... Four Weddings is not a chick flick, man. It's like super awesome. Anyway, <laughs> okay. never mind. Uh, believe me. We always end up catching the bit in the rain at the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That is the, the worst acting ever from that from that American woman in that. What's her name? The woman from the L'Oreal adverts. She's well, not, not in a massive that Hugh Grant actually. fan, let's be honest. With yeah, all his, oh, also, yeah. Would you mind well, too much if I sort of stammer a bit more and sit here a little bit, a uh, little bit, a little bit, um, 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 what's the word? Um, he's probably uh, most likable in that, in, in that film. He's probably most likable in that film of, of any that I've seen him in. I mean, some of the films he's not meant to be, like about a boy, he's meant to be a twat, isn't he? So that, that, that works out quite well. But in Four Weddings, people forget. Everyone thinks it's like this lovely family romantic film. But the first sort of 30 seconds or minute of screen time of, um, of uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral is entirely comprised of the word fuck over and over again. And fuckity. It just goes, fuck, fuckity, fuck, 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 fuck. Because they're late for the wedding. It's just a stream of obscenity. So, yeah. <laughs> it's actually of which I have no uh, no knowledge. concern. <laughs> you have not seen. Well, I can't. Yes. I can't say it's a bad thing. No, especially if well, there's a fuckity in there. There's a lot of fuckity. Yeah, I think that might have inver- invented fuckity because he it sounds like an unfortunate mean. name for someone, doesn't it? <laughs> like, fuckity, fuck. oh, do come over for tea, fuckity. <laughs> it's a very English way of swearing, isn't it? <laughs> fuck, fuckity, fuckity, fuck, fuck, fuck. yeah. So <laughs> this is a great salad card. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> lots of scary going on. But yes, I was interested in the film, but now I I don't know something about. I just can't be bothered. I'm not going to say it. Definitely. I was just so. trying to remember some of the really really terrible voice acting. It's, there's some like there's some obvious where there's like the occasional actually good line, and you know, I mean maybe it's a bit cheesy at this point. Had to we think of it as more cheesy at this point, but there's the classic bit where where they're in the library. And Prince Man is like playing over some shit, and he's like, "Stay Prince there, Man. I'm going to go and solve this puzzle or whatever." <laughs> so he's like, "So he's he, he's like, look for a book that tells us how to get out of here." And then the woman says, "That's not this kind of that's it's not that kind of game." Oh right, like an adventure game. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "She <laughs> thinks this is a game." <laughs> so, so cheesy and cliche at this point, but probably oh, really? at the time that was fairly original. <laughs> Do you think we're looking back on this uh, again, you know, looking at the voice acting, the way Zan said, and that perhaps back then we were more used to shit acting. <laughs> Probably. And, and that maybe, we're, so, yeah, we're, so we're, used, we're so used to the top draw stuff nowadays that maybe it just better. seems worse. Yeah. There's no denying. Well, yeah, Mass Effect. But there was know. some severely yeah. terrible... There was, there's like the guy I... quite near the start where it's like, it's basically an NPC character because he's like the only guard left alive and he makes you operate this like yeah 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 is he, he like makes you operate this thing that turns you on no he just he's sort of cockneyish yeah I he has think. some weird accent but he's, 
but he's he's like fake shouting because obviously he's voice acting <laughs> shouting into a large room so he's like you did it <laughs> yeah that's right. i do remember that sequence because it's quite an inventive sequence because you have to like it, it spins around doesn't it yeah you, you, you lock the down. things into position yeah it's not a very complicated puzzle really no but it's but quite it like, cool i guess it's quite early in the game it's early so in the game yeah but that voice both... acting so hilariously, awesomely bad. So yeah, funny. that guy is terrible. <laughs> that whole <laughs> yeah. sequence is the classic, where it's like you turn on all the traps, and then yeah. after you've done it, the prince is like, why the fuck did I do that? <laughs> why did I turn on all the traps that I now have to pass through? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it's a game, and that's a bit of gameplay for you. Game Speaking of voice acting, right? I've been playing a bit more Mass Effect, which is a bit of a crossover into my section, but what the fuck? <laughs> let's, let's just well, freeform let's... this Go shit, yo. Go for and, it. Uh, yeah. Um, and I've got to the section where you meet the, um, what's his, Captain Bailey? Is that his name? Um, oh, the guy from Battlestar, the, yeah. Yeah, the guy who's played by Colonel Ty from Battlestar. And it's like, it's just like a police. Please tell me he has a more important role than just sitting at that desk and that small bit of conversation. I know, not really. I mean, he, he it's more than that, okay, but he's mostly there. But I, when I, I, that's exactly what I thought when I first came across him. I was like, because I saw a video showing all the awesome people that were in Mass Effect 2. Like, and then, and then he turned up, and he was this really minor character, and I was like, really, I was just as annoyed as you. I was like, because yeah. he's super awesome. He but... has a really, really cool voice, and it, yeah. you know, it's it's so recognisable, and it's yeah. uh, it just stands out in the crowd. Yeah, it really stands out, and it's he's really good. He does a good job of that character, I think. Yeah, he but, plays um, it well. Yeah. Um, that character, there's a, at least there's more than one storyline involving that character. That's what I'm going to tell you. So it, once cool. you. Once you're doing that first time, he's always there. He's never a major character, but and he's never a party member or anything, obviously. But um, he has more than one, more than that first role to play in the game. So <coughs> don't, don't worry too much. But I, I share That's your, good. I share so your feelings a, about that. There's obviously a couple of people that have fairly big roles, like Edie, yeah. for instance. Tr- the Trisha Helfer char- character is obviously there all the time, and Seth Green's character yeah. has quite a lot of lines, and and obviously um, Miranda's the biggest, probably in terms of like. TV actors. Not that really? I've seen that program that she's in. I, can't, I don't, I don't recognise her voice. Who's, who's, oh, who's Miranda? Her voice and and her whole look, uh, you know, her face is modelled yeah. on an actress from uh, a program called Chuck. Have you ever heard that? Right. I uh, yeah, I've heard, of, I've heard of the name. I, I mean, I know the show. I've not watched it. but I've never watched it either. It's about like a guy who gets embroiled in like a he's like a geek and he gets involved in like a CIA espionage thing because mm. he hacks into something or something. Yeah. And she's yeah, like, yeah. A, and she's like, like a, a secret, a secret agent. agent. But... Yeah. And she's like the proper secret agent anyway. So, and, and, and I've seen pictures of her and she looks exactly like Miranda. It's quite scary. Uh, so um, apart from with blonde hair, I think because Miranda's got like black, hasn't she? Black hair. Uh, yeah. Not that it's very important. Yeah. But I think it's quite, uh, because I think it's quite good actually having the likeness and the voice. Because not that I mean, it must have been easier that... to sort of get the emotion across if they've yeah. seen her face. You know, in the same way that they do when they do CG films, don't they? They record using you know they actually camera record all the actors so they can see how they're doing the words and exactly. the emotion they're trying to get across a bit better, so they can put animate it onto the character. Well, it's this thing. I don't know if they used it specifically in Mass Effect Two, but they used it in Uncharted Two. It's called. Um... Performance capture, I think, where they have like cameras like on a cradle attached to their face, like right looking right at them <laughs> as they do the voice work or whatever. And it like, and then it transfers it, you know, motion capture style 
Mm. So it's not just motion capture for a whole body. It's just for the no, face. Yeah. yeah. So no, I know the stuff capture, you mean. It's yeah. the stuff they originally used to use in the uh, music videos, didn't they, to sort of give you that weird shaky face cam shot. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah um, like the one that I remember is um, uh, a Metallica vid. Uh, I think for the the the, um, the Metallica song they used in Mission Impossible, I can't remember what it was. Uh, I disappear. That's it. There's a shot. There's oh, yeah. always a there's a, those few shots where there's a dude in a crowd or something, and I've used a face cam on him, so he's like getting shoved around, and it's like, but his face is staying perfectly still on screen. Oh, that's cool, uh, actually. Yeah. yeah, you know, do you know the shots I mean? They're they're pretty cool. I think I think I do. Like they use it for extreme sports, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> like if you're on a man, if you're on a bike or something. But much more stable it. than those shitty head cams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More stable than you might get on like Top Gear. <laughs> yeah, when they need to do a yeah, yeah. head cam for yeah, some reason. It's quite lame. Yeah. So, who? Are we? Oh, yeah, the the girl from Mass Effect too. Yeah, but uh, and yeah, I like that Michael Hogan, isn't it? The guy who plays um, uh, Colonel Ty and. Um, Right? Yeah, I can never remember his name. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, he's really good. And there's the what? there's the dude who plays Sanderson as well. No, a- Anderson, sorry. Who's yeah, yeah. In a lot of stuff. He is. Yeah. He was in. He, he was in all about Steve. Was the last actual film he was in. Yeah, he's not in With Mass Effect Two very Bullock. much, though, yeah. is he? Like, he's not a very important. No, not as much. He was a bit more important in the first one, wasn't he? But... Yeah, much more. And he yeah. plays um the uh, your sort of. Ah, I forget his name, but he plays your team leader and for a lot of um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Oh, does he? As well, yeah. He turns up everywhere. Yeah, no, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. He's, he's a bit prolific. It's, it's Nolan North is the guy who's in everything, isn't it? it, it oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's always the lead, isn't he, in most? Yeah, he, exactly. I didn't. I didn't realise this, but he actually plays a character in ODST, but I didn't recognise his voice in that. So well, at least he? he's got some variety. Well, ODST's got Nathan Fillion, hasn't it? And yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. got his like, and obviously more. It's got Trisha Helfer in it as well. Oh uh, yeah, but uh, I don't know because like Halo Three tech always had the worst faces. Yeah, they're, they're terrible. <laughs> I mean, it's embarrassing. And it's not just the faces; it's the actual whole human animation looks a bit yeah. weird and more. It's like morph. The, the cartoon yeah. a little bit. Everything sort of moves in that strangely sort of uh, yeah. they, they, sudden way. Well, the worst thing in like the Halo games is always if someone gets blown up and they get thrown through the oh, air. Oh, that was amazing. They always look swimming. Well, no, I, mean, I, I don't mean the rag, the fake ragdolls in game. <laughs> I mean like in sequences where someone gets blown up against something and they're always like they just look kind of weird where they're like <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know what you mean it's like the classic um, something gets hit against the wall and then they, then they slide down it so yeah like, doom, doom. <laughs> yeah it looks slightly sort of cartoon physics a bit like my catfish yeah exactly we'll, we'll go into that no further <laughs> yeah, but so they, they uh, while he does look like Nathan Fillion, he really doesn't because <laughs> it's Halo Three, you know. And I mean, it's well, weird because you, like, you can tell it's him, but yeah, you I couldn't mean, tell, for instance, Trisha Helfer's character. It's only after you know who she is that you sort of go, "Well, there's a sort of likeness there, but she's a bit too mannish." <laughs> you know, she, she does pretty much look like a bloke in OST. <laughs> let's be honest, which is not how she really looks. No. Let's face it; she's like the least blokeish looking, apart from being very tall, I guess. For some reason, in my head, I had that sentence coming out. She's the least blokeish looking bloke. <laughs> that doesn't help. Looking, <laughs> <laughs> and, and the elusive man looks a bit like Martin Sheen as well, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. No, a that's, that's 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 a good. 
it's not likeness. like it's not spot on as because uh, the Miranda character really is spot on. I haven't seen the show, but I have seen you know interviews with that uh, actress and uh, looks identical. So from your stalking profile, <laughs> from my what? I mean, your stalking <laughs> profile. <laughs> yeah, hmm. I don't know. Interesting stuff. So uh, Mass Effect is what you've been playing then. Yeah, I'm now 13 hours in. Just got the ability to go hunt the uh, second set of team members, and uh, oh, cool! I think Jacob's so face funny. looks funny. You know the way he sort of talks. I still yeah. looks a bit odd. Oh, and I had some brilliant glitches as well. Oh yeah. Um, um, there's a section where you can, uh, you know, after you've given the ice brandy to Doctor Chakwas. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Chakwas. And, and you, you go back, a... uh, uh, yeah, you, you get a bit drunk. And uh, I yeah, went yeah. back later on and sort of said, and she sort of goes, well, you, don't, you, you hope I wasn't too informal after we had that <laughs> brandy. And you're yeah. like, no, it was fun. And, and then for some reason, it, at that point, it cut out of cinematic cam and went back to normal camera. So I right. go, oh, and, but she carried on talking. So it's like, right, I'm going to bugger off. And then it cut back to cinematic cam, but I still had control of Shepard. <laughs> so she's sitting, so these great camera angles of her talking at me running in circles <laughs> awesome so how did you get out could you not you couldn't control the conversation from that point because you had no no the it, it was all scripted at that point but it, i could just control shepherd in the room so it was just, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just running around like a tard while she's talking <laughs> it's really weird that was pretty cool I liked I how Mass say... Effect 2 like, um, got rid of uh, most of the sort of ridiculous elevator loading pauses, but it really annoyed me that in the ship it replaced the ridiculous elevator loading pauses with just loading pauses. With loading where pauses. It shows, yeah. Where it shows a lift moving. Like I'm, I'm told you don't get those on the PC version. Oh, really? Because I don't understand why it has quite big environments, but it can't load the whole ship. I mean, yeah, no, that's around. a bit retarded because you, yeah. you know, I don't I don't quite understand why you have to load the captain's quarters, which is one room. Exactly. And like, has that fish in it. Holy oh, fuck. Oh, oh, holy shit. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. These fish. They must be they must have the most detail in the game on the fish. <laughs> The thing about the fish is like or the fact the... that there's a loading pause yeah. between the deck and and your quarters. That loading pause literally killed my fish over and over again. Like whenever <laughs> I bought fish, they always died because I never went up to there to feed them because I couldn't be bothered with the loading pause. Now that just shows you, doesn't it? Well, the loading pauses in general are pretty epic. They are yeah. quite, and they're really annoying. Like the, the the one that the one that annoys me the most is the loading pause after you die. Because the last right. thing you want to do is sit there and sort of just... Get, you want to go, fuck it, I want to get back in there and try again. Exactly. You, know, you don't want to be sitting there going, I'm still angry! <laughs> yeah, it's like counter You've got to put the rage to use. Yeah. I know exactly what And that, that happened a lot, actually. I got to the section where you fight the... Uh, I hope this isn't giving away too many spoilers, but stop me if it is. Where you fight the Praetorian. Right. First Praetorian, you know, hovering tank thing that likes to regen its barrier quite a lot, by slamming on the floor. Um, oh, I remember. That's, so, that's the most irritating point in the game so far, for a number of reasons. The AI was fucking stupid on my squad. They kept wanting to run at it, yeah. um, at which point they just instantly die. Um, I found the controls irritating, in the sense that when I told them, I used the real-time shortcuts a lot of the time to, you say, use their power on this enemy. Except for the fact, even though he's a big, huge fucker, and you point your... Um, 
your cursor at him, you'll say, use your power, and it will tell them to run behind it. You know, it will, instead of saying, attack the thing I'm looking at, it will place a movement marker, because it's on the same bloody button. Yeah, yeah. So they'll just run into him and then die. <laughs> yeah. Which wasn't very useful. Um, and I also found a number of little things, like the camera angle on the character is quite irritating, because if you're backtracking, which you have to do quite a lot in that fight, you tend to bump into bits of cover and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then you can't see what you're stuck on because it's not quite next to your character or it's one of those knee-high walls, you know, that, yeah. that shitting thing. Because they're everywhere, quite... of course. Yeah, I had yeah. that a lot, backtracking, because uh, that's one of the things about awareness in a 3D environment in shooters is the ability to backpedal when you can't see where you're going because you know where you've come from. Yeah, and, uh, and you just don't have that ability in, in that section because there's lots of little... It's It's not symmetrical area, which is fair enough, but there's just bits everywhere and that led me on yeah. to the next problem which meant when the thing was shooting at me because it could kill you pretty damn fast yeah um was that when i wanted to get into cover i'd often find myself sticking to a bit of wall that was directly in his line of sight and then found it quite difficult to unstick and yeah. move around so the, the cover system was quite you know i'm used to things like uncharted or gears of yeah. war where when you're at the corner of a bit of cover there's a command you can use to te- go around the corner yeah, um, quite or easily. Jump, at, or jump across un- a gap or something. Yeah, and Uncharted does that probably the best, actually, out of the yeah. lot that, that has that specific control. And I was like, I'm trying to do that. And it's like, no, I'm in the fucking way. No, get out the fucking way. Run, you bastard. And, uh, I, you I would say that Mass Effect 2 is kind of in the middle in terms of a cover mechanics kind of quality. Like, it's not the worst and it's not the best. It's about it's about halfway it's getting there you know i I found that fight is just an example of how bad the system can be in mass effect i mean it's it's generally it's not bad actually you know yeah put my hands up and say it's actually pretty good when you get the hang of you you, because you're able to use powers much more frequently i find in the new one and mix it up a lot more fun that way Um, yeah yeah i think and so you get a little little bit more freedom on what to do but certain certain scenarios in the game are just evil and they just uh, i'm playing as adept so i'm yeah me too i'm completely biotic which meant that I'm fucking useless against mechs. Oh, no, um, I played as the halfway... What's the halfway combat I get? Um, uh, sorry, don't know. Sentinel? Sentinel or something. Oh, yeah, no, I, played... I think that's one of the techies, though. Right. I can't remember. Because my, my, my ability was the sort of forced charge thing where you slam up to people and it knocks them. Oh, over. right, right. No, I didn't um, have that. What's your ability? Because um, each, ha- got... each one has a special yeah. ability, don't they? Like might be shockwave has... or singularity or something like that. Or... Yeah, yeah, probably one of those, like a super strong version. I can't remember because they singularity have... actually. Yeah, get warp and all that stuff. And do you? What guns do you have? Because depending on the, uh, class... I can only use the pistol and the machine pistol. And the, oh, okay, and a heavy and a heavy. So, do you find? I found at the start of the game, I was constantly running out of ammo for the pistol. Um, yes no that still happens actually and i've had to it's annoying because you can't upgrade the ammo without degrading your armor in some way like you have to swap out your gauntlets or something for offhand ammo packs um and then you lose like five odd percent uh health or something well that problem gets mitigated later in the game actually which is i suppose when you get when you get more you get more upgrades i guess this isn't a spoiler i i don't think but there's a point I, it's more than halfway through, I think, slightly more than halfway through, where um, you go to the ship or whatever, it's part of the main storyline, and you get the ability to... I can't remember, it gave me a choice, but I chose... I Because I couldn't use the assault rifles, right, because I wasn't a, a full-blown soldier. I was a um, 
you know, halfway Sentinel or whatever mm. they're called. And um, at that point, it gives you, it gave me the ability to then use assault rifles. I can't remember. I had a choice between either you get assault rifles or you get sub power or something. I can't remember what it was, but I chose the assault rifles, and that meant I could use them. And um, that was great because that meant I had another option in terms of ammo to use, like because the assault rifles are are really accurate like a pistol and hmm. and rapid fire so they're great you know i mean that's probably a good reason for going for soldier you know to to start off with if you like those but uh, i think it was great the fact that the game gave you you know it limited you at first to to get expert with your class and then it gave you the uh, you know gave you the stuff you were missing so hopefully you'll you'll get extra abilities later on and not That's just cool. upgrading the abilities you have but you'll get extra yeah, yeah, yeah. options which is really nice i like that i also i also quite liked the structure how i got to the stage where the game basically says this is happening right now you've got to do it now and rather than having to go back to the map and plotting your own way i kind of felt that change of pace was quite nice yeah because that, that didn't really happen too much in the first until first game until you hit end game yeah and uh I have to say, I am I am preferring the mission structure in the new one. I don't like elements of the new galaxy map, like how it takes time to fly about the map. Like it takes longer to move your ship about than what, it does to move ship? your cursor. Yeah, like, that's a bit know, weird. Little, little things like that, and and the fuel system I think is completely redundant. It's pretty retarded, isn't it? Because no you have to, yeah. Basically, you go visit a system, go back to the depot, visit a different system, go back to the depot. Just wastes time. I think you can upgrade your like fuel capacity, so it gives another yeah, maybe, excuse maybe to spend later. money on. I have yeah. to say, the patch, my initial thoughts about the patch were right. They did speed up scanning. Oh, did they? In in, okay. in the recent patch. So that makes what is quite lame slightly less lame. <laughs> uh, and yeah. then you can upgrade it in the game as well, so you can make it even less lame, but it's still lame. Okay. You know, I still think it's really, really annoying, because you can spend quite a long time just scanning can, planets yeah. and maxing out your things and i'm told that you don't have to do it because you end up with far more materials than what there is to use them on well the problem is yeah. this one one of them element zero is really <laughs> important rare and like, it's quite and it's, it's quite really, rare it's, yeah. it's rare and uh, you do find like all the minerals you do find them on missions but um mm. it, if you do find a planet that has element zero it really helps because some so of those mind upgrades, the shit out of it yeah <laughs> yeah some of those upgrades are quite i mean the thing is i mean i don't know <laughs> this isn't a spoiler, is it? But the final mission is a suicide mission or whatever, and those the upgrades you make oh, to your yeah, ship yeah. do count towards that final mission. And when I did that final mission, I had everything, so I had no idea what risk there is in not having everything, you know? Well, um, I don't know. It's not one of those things you want to try. I don't know. In, in a game like yeah. that, I play completionist style, so it's... Yeah. yeah, you never see that shit unless you're trying to do it. Unless just, like, yeah, unless you're, I'm going to upgrade everything, obviously. Yeah. Unless I mean, you're attempting you a speed run or something. Apparently, like some can you people do that? have. Can you actually just yeah. go straight into the you can, into the yeah. end section from the start? Apparently, not from right from the start, but you can go in there without like all the party members or whatever it is. You, or you can do it without the loyalty. You, you know, you know, you gain loyalty of party members yeah, yeah, by yeah, doing yeah. their mission. You can do it without all that stuff. And what will happen is, and without all the upgrades and stuff, and what will happen is, you'll go to this suicide mission, and everyone will die, including you. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just die. <laughs> it's a possible outcome for the final mission that every single character, including it, it will die. <laughs> so, um, which just yeah. makes an interesting how they're going to use the death ending in Mass Effect in the Three. Is Cerberus yeah. just going to resurrect you again? I'm not sure that's canon. That that you dying. Oh, it might be. Might be. Well, you know, because every ending in the in the first game it's was. Canon, yeah. 
yeah, has has the ability to carry on some purpose into the second. Yeah, I'm not sure. Anyway, you can definitely. Well, also, obvi- Ashley Williams, what a bitch she was! It's like, hello, I'm alive. You oh, asshole. She's a massive bitch. <laughs> she was always a bitch, though. Kind of. I never liked her. She wasn't like, that much of a bitch. <laughs> uh, she's lame. And like, on the good side, and did the did the naughty naughty, then she was all right. I did not. No, go she was her. extremely boring. No. No, go with the RN. Well, that's what I did anyway. Of course, that, that, <laughs> that was the I first time. I haven't got the achievement for him. Well, I've talked about this before, but I haven't got the the, the power of achievement in Mass Effect 2 because I didn't shag anyone because I stayed faithful to the R for some reason. So I'm going to have to play that through again <laughs> just to get that one achievement. So, were, were, were we talking about this before, how it's possible to get a Quarian now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. That must be weird. <laughs> Except yeah. it's really cheese. Yeah. Well, some of the um, <laughs> and, and, ones are quite know, strange. You know, you should sort that out beforehand. Because if you're a girl, um, a girl shepherd, you can, um, yeah, you can get with um, what's his name, the Turians. Um, Shunned. What? Garrus. You can get with Garrus. Isn't that isn't that messed up? <laughs> That's probably more messed up. Yeah. Mm, it's like... Mandibles. <laughs> Oh, also, a weird thing about Garrus is like he—you know—after the mission when he joins your team, his armor is all fucked up from the yeah, 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 or whatever. Like later on, you—you you, if you do, you know, if you do people's loyalty missions, they get an alternate costume. Oh uh, no! But carry on. I think they do. Yeah, yeah. I've only yeah. just if basically you... unlocked the most people's ability to do their missions. So all right. Well, once you get loyalty, it's not—you it, get an alternate costume. That's it. It's usually a dark version of the one they already have. So Miranda goes from. A white jumpsuit to a sort of black leather kinky. You should stop playing with that. You can probably hear that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, Garrus's one. I was like, "Hey, cool! I can get like repaired armor if I get." On the... Of course, you can't. It's just another. It's just a dark version of the exactly the same fucked up um, armor. So he just gets a paintbrush out and goes. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just gloss over this. <laughs> exactly. It's totally weird. Anyway, it still seems that seems a bit random given the abundance of Turian armor in the first game. <laughs> yeah, you only have one true. fucking character to use it. That was the worst yeah. thing. You'd always get like, oh, look, some more fucking Corian armor. <laughs> I know, I'm saying, yeah, well, got no Corian armor. I didn't get much Corian armor in the first game. Oh, I always got heavy armor, and I was a light class, so. Oh, yeah, that's it as well. I got armor for the um, uh, Rex, the big. What what race is he? I uh, Krogan. Krogan, yeah, Krogan armor. Medium Krogan armor. Who's going to use medium Krogan armor? <laughs> Heavy Krogan Oh yeah, that armor, was mate. the worst thing. Where it's like totally useless class and <laughs> weight. Yeah. So what are you thinking now of the like the streamlined because you were a bit you weren't so sure last time about all the streamlined RPG mechanics. Are you coming Yeah, I know. I'm I'm still not convinced by half of it. I, I, you know, the the point system for the characters I prefer, you know, how you ha- how it's just larger blocks. That makes sense. Yeah. But the lack of I don't know, it's hard to describe. There's just, I, I, it feels weird not getting XP as you go along and leveling up sort of mid-level. And there are certain elements of the HUD, in fact, that, you know, where they've obviously tried to streamline it to make it look a bit more shootery that I don't like. I still don't like that HUD in the middle with the health gauge and shit. It's right, too difficult yeah. to see what's happening to your squad. And, uh, yeah. And, I thought that know. was never really a strength of Mass Effect, like even in the first one, like the shields no. weren't. Very no, it, it was it wasn't clear, was it, in the first one? But no. at least it was there, so you That's could true. you could see it. Whereas now it's there still, but even less clear. It's a step back, I think. Mm. 
But I suppose they do show more information about the gun and stuff, so they've had to I make mean, some concessions. You don't even get the radar now. You have to go to pause mode to see the radar, which is seems, again, a bit like a step back, but maybe they're trying to encourage you to fight more tactically or by stopping. Yeah. Well, you are pausing to activate your powers and stuff and change weapons yeah. quite a lot anyway, so it doesn't seem... Well, even though they've made shortcuts to that, like... Yeah, bumper can, buttons and stuff. So you can right. have three shortcuts now. And... That's quite cool. It's it's perfectly functional as a shooter, and it like fit, the weapons are quite satisfying because sci-fi weapons. I think they they make the sound design and weapon design is quite nice. I, I find it depends what they like because some of them don't feel very weight. Some of the alien weapons don't sound very weighty, but they sound cool coming at you. Probably right, cooler yeah. than actually using them. Yeah, you know, like some no, of the collector guns with their sort of strange glitchy sound that they make. Oh man, have you got the um, really the cool. heavy weapon, the collector particle beam? Oh, the beam gun. Yeah, yeah, that's sweet. I love that thing. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty I, awesome. Although I, I've been I using missed... the missile launcher up to now because that's pretty cool. I've missed out on the achievement somehow. I tried to get it, but you, oh, you what, need the to master use... at arms. Yeah, using all five of the heavy weapons. I, I, I might. There might be. A, I might have to be able to cheat on that one slightly because the the one of the free DLCs is an extra heavy weapon. Oh, is that it? you can use right from the start. Um, oh, okay. That I haven't used yet, but uh, it's called the Arc Projector. It supposedly paints a target with a an invisible laser and then sends a beam of electricity. And then that initial laser could also somehow... They describe it weirdly. You know how most electric guns are like, they'll hit a target and then arc off it onto other targets? This one right. seems to suggest that there's some sort of targeting happening before that bounces off people and then, like, paints them as targets and then tells the electricity somehow <laughs> to go that way. <laughs> it's well, like, it you didn't really need space. to go to that amount of detail explaining <laughs> it. Just say it's fucking electricity and it will kill everything. <laughs> well, it's, okay. like how, it's like how you had the stupid arc welder in Red Faction Gorilla, where it's like, you start with, you start with two arcs and you can upgrade it to three arcs, which means it can hit three people at once. Because for some reason, electricity is discriminate depending on which one of the points of this arc wherever it comes out of. It's like, only one uh, one of these arcs will go to this guy, and then one will go over here to this guy standing a few feet next to him, for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Physics, bitches. I don't know. It just looks cool, like the prison tanks in... Uh... Red Alert 2. Clearly the only reason to use the arc welder really in Red Faction was to kill people in vehicles. That was the best thing about it. It was like, oh look, you're driving away, I'll just run behind you and keep zapping the back of your truck and then eventually you'll die because somehow it conducts all the way through the vehicle. (laughs) That was useful. So did you get any more gaming in in your limited period this month, Zach? Yes. Month week. Month week. It was a very long week. Week in inverted commas. Week. Jeffrey. No. Uh, With an A. Yeah, I, I wasn't. It was like in the middle of you guys talking about Mass Effect, I was like, oh, this is going to be a convenient segue. And then you carried on talking. It was like, ha. Ah. No, you get. <laughs> so, go so ahead now. Then? It, was, it was when you were talking about scanning planets. Because right, obviously yeah. that's what the Eve patch is about. Right. It was like, oh, yeah. Has it, has it come out then? I thought it was going to be two weeks or something. Well, it was the first. Well, after our last podcast. It's been long enough since then for the first half of it to come out. Oh, right. So what's right. in the first Although half? it's not really a half. Like, the first small, tiny portion. <laughs> or it's really sort of bug fix. This one, I guess this patch is more bug, fix, bug fixes and less new stuff, because then all the new stuff actually happens in the second match. But it's... Well, <laughs> it was really dumb because it was like... 
they scheduled themselves a shit ton of time for this match. It was like the server went down at like 2 a.m. and they'd scheduled it to come back online at 6 p.m. <laughs> wow, okay. And we, everyone was like, oh, they finally realized that they can never actually finish a patch in the amount of time it takes. They say they will, so they've just given themselves a shit ton of extra time. But no, they still managed to overrun. 16 <laughs> hours, they still managed to overrun their time. Hell. <laughs> it was like, what the fuck are you doing? So it was down for a day. Time. Yeah, it was down for virtually 24 hours. Well, it's more like 20, really. Well, maybe not even 20. So, it must have been getting it... on for 20. But have they made it work, whatever they've done? Well, the thing is, it's like, uh, I didn't really get to play it much because I only played it for that evening before my system died the next day. So it's like when the server came back up, I went straight on and it was like, oh, thank God. I can finally get into Eve. And it was like, because, I mean, obviously they haven't, implemented the major thing which is the actual all the planetary mining systems so you can't actually mine the plants you can only scan them and the, the you know everyone was under the impression where it's like they obviously need two more weeks to make that actually good okay. <laughs> so it's like what was in this patch that took you 16 goddamn hours to put into the server there's some bug fixes and then the planet scanning which doesn't seem like a very complicated mechanic <laughs> And then even after they put the patch up, naturally, I've, I've managed to get onto the forums on Dad's computer to read what's been going on. It's like, apparently the patch was still had quite a few bugs in it. It was like, so you spent 16 hours, you overran that 16 hours, then you got the server up, and you still didn't actually manage to make a bug-free patch go through. Like, what are you doing? So you haven't had a chance to play this this patch then? I, I mean, I managed like three hours or whatever after the server came back up to start scanning some planets. Because I was like, that... holy shit, data! <laughs> Did you go to that weird planet yet? No, I haven't got, I haven't got around to that system yet. It was just like, I was work, progressing through, like, this sort of... It's basically a sort of a loop of systems that I go around normally when I'm doing uh, other non-planet scanning stuff. It's like, I search these set of systems that are conveniently linked up in a nice loop, so I come back to my start location. Okay, and that's so... those are the ones that I was looking at for planets. So anything interesting about the scanning so far? <laughs> it's actually pretty fun, pretty funny as, as a system where it's like, because the weirdest thing about it is you can do it from inner station and from multiple <laughs> systems away. It's like you don't have to undock. You don't even have to be in the same system as the planet you're looking at. You can just go, <laughs> I'm going to look at this planet some miles away. And the, the, the skill that's related to it, that you know, that they put the skills in for everyone to start training the skill that's related to that is rate, is rated in like light years. So it's like you can scan any planet within one light year at, at, at level <laughs> one, and then that goes up. It goes up like one, three, five, seven, nine, and it's like if you, had, I mean, light years is an utterly meaningless number on the Eve map because there's no scale. It's like there's no way to tell how far a light year is. So you're like, what does this mean? But then if you, I actually like. I was like, okay, so obviously the only way you can tell is to see what the furthest away place you can scan is. So I was just right. like, okay, try this system, try this system, try this system. It's like, so from what I can see, the sort of, when you've got this skill to level three, which is like five light years, that's ridiculously far. That's like an entire region you can scan without having to leave a station. <laughs> that's a bit unrealistic in terms of actual density of stars in the universe, isn't it? Because there's, there's multiple yeah. light years between stars. 
in I mean, the Milky it's, Way. It's a it's a utterly weird choice to have it rated by light years and not just like you'd normally expect by jumps or whatever. Yeah, that would make a lot more sense in terms of the game world. I mean, it's the same. I mean, the, there are other things that measured in light years in the game already, like um, uh, jump beacons where the capital ships can set up a beacon that can that they can jump to, and their jump drives use fuel per light year or whatever. So when right. they make their make their non gate jumps, it uses a certain amount of fuel for the light year distance between. So if stars. you have enough fuel, or can you jump the whole length of the, of the galaxy? No, it's it, it's less than that. It's, it's like even with the maximum jump distance on the capital ships, it's not that far because of the fuel capacity. Yeah, and or because just... the skills are limiting it as well. Obviously, oh, I, I don't know what the maximum on that is. More than nine light years, I'm fairly certain. Okay. But uh, that was pretty weird. So you can scan from inside stations, which I found quite... It's always slightly confusing, mainly because of the <laughs> UI, which, again, they've utterly failed to make a decent UI for something in EVE, as they always do, <laughs> where it's like... Because when you go into planet scanning mode, like the station that you're in disappears, obviously. So you're like, oh, look, now I'm looking at a planet somewhere. Right. But it says the name of the system you're in at the top left of the screen always. So it's like... That's, you know, it doesn't actually show that when you're in station, but when you're in space, it always shows you where you are in, like, the top left. But that stays on the planet scanning interface. So the actual system that the planet's in is, like, further down. (laughs) So regardless of what planet you're looking at, it's always going to say, you know, where where you're docked. Yeah, at the top left. And then, like, mid-left, it has the where the planet is, which can get kind of confusing. And obviously the other problem is... You're just looking at a planet. It's like there's no... Because you don't. if you're in the system, you have like the overview or whatever that tells you what's in your local area. And like you can see all the planets in the system and like stations and stuff. But then with planet scale mode, it's just, here's a planet floating in some miscellaneous space. <laughs> Not related okay. to the star or anything either. Because obviously when you're looking at the planet, you can rotate the planet and you're, the bit of planet you're looking at is always lit. It doesn't like have a day-night cycle that... The daylight cycle follows your camera, basically, so it's always so, lit on the side you're looking at. So your imaginary probe that's looking at this planet, it could be systems away, has a gigantic torch on it that <laughs> lights the planet like a huge sun. <laughs> yeah, except obviously okay. in this scanning interface, you, the sun doesn't even exist. It's exist. like you can't see it in the background or whatever. But does it look like a virtual space like inside a computer instead of (laughs) no i mean obviously the whole conceit of eve is that the entire thing is a computer generated view of what the pod pilot would see because he's linked directly into the ship systems right yeah so (laughs) that that's like obviously it kind of makes sense from that perspective but it's like this is just a computer generated view of the planet but it's not made to look like a computer generated view within a computer generated view (laughs) i see and this is the kind of stuff that's not going to change when the whole patch is finished. This is, no, this is it. This, this is, is it just now. how it's going to be. Okay. And it's not even a very... It's, there's nothing complicated about the planet scanning. It's like right. once you have the skill trade to one, you go, look at this planet, and it says, here's what the level, resource levels, which is like, here's five bars that tell you how proportionally abundant each resource is. And then you click on one of the resources, and it goes scanning for like 10 seconds. And then it shows a... It colors the map of the planet with like you know, hotspots or whatever to show you where the hotspots of resources are on the planet. And then there's a slider you can move to make the hotspots more or less visible so you can, like, filter out low densities easier. 
So do you click on the hotspots and then mine them? Well, or, no, well, you don't you yet because they haven't released that patch. Okay, but you will. But once, obviously, that I mean, that's all. The, that's all there is to scanning is just like look at the map. <laughs> yeah, you I don't know. actually have to do anything. Well, it's that's not probably like... a relief. It's not like Mass Effect Two. Can you imagine yeah. that in a in a MMO where you had that to... might make Eve bit more interesting well yeah that's the thing it was like i always thought I love how like, rob thinks like the most interesting thing about eve would be the worst part of mass effect <laughs> well most of eve is pretty hands-off let's be honest a little mini game ad addition yeah the, uh... it was like that's almost what i was hoping for because i mean the, the way i it was like when i i can't remember when this was but i read the forum like of eve quite some time ago and everyone was complaining about mining again as they do. In fact, that, they probably never not complaining about mining. <laughs> but it was like, how can you make mining interesting? It was like, well, obviously you attach some kind of mini game to it, and it's like, oh, but won't that just piss everyone off who wants to semi AFK mine or whatever? And it's like, well, okay, make then the mining game for, optional. Then you have a skill for AFK mining. Well, yeah, or or <laughs> you, call it that. Or you make the make it so that the mini game is optional and it only increases mining above its current level, so you can AFK yeah, mine yeah, at true. whatever level you do it at the moment. But then, if you're there to do the mini game, you get a slight bonus. Yeah, it's like why not? That would make sense. But and then you could like hire newbies to do your mini games for you. <laughs> 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 with the Chinese server farm of <laughs> some guys who are going to do your mini game all day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like there the, the needed to be something more. I mean, the whole idea of this planetary mining thing, what theoretically will come up in a couple of weeks' time when they finish the patch, is kind of not even very complicated either. It's slightly more of a sort of a game because <laughs> you like you find the hotspots of the minerals, and then you put down your extractors, and then you link them up to the factories or whatever. But then, obviously, the relative positions of those things, the links take power grid and stuff, so you have to optimize your network or whatever for distance. And then the resource... No, I think they said they said that the resource maps aren't going to change. They'll just... If you keep mining the same spot over and over, it will gradually deplete, but only to a certain point. Because originally they were going to have it so that the actual... If you mined a hotspot for long enough... It, it, it would like move those resources to another point of the map, mm. but they got rid of the idea of changing resource hotspots, which is probably going to remove another sort of game element of it. Although it doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> well, no, it doesn't make any sense that the resources would move around. But then it also like, holy shit, we're being mined. Also, it doesn't lads. make any sense that the that the resources will never run out if you stay in the same space. Man. It's kind of like how asteroids work in Eve. It's like you'd strip mine the entire belt so there's not a single asteroid left, and then after downtime, ding! <laughs> they've all revered. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Man. I'm starting to find this Eve talk quite boring now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Finally. Yeah, I won't have to talk about this for another two weeks at <laughs> most. Okay. I mean, at yeah, least. You get, get your nice new computer. If I can get back yeah. onto it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm stealthily planning on installing it on the Mac. Does it run on Mac? Because World of Warcraft yes. does, doesn't it? I, mean, of I course, can get Steam onto it on Mac. Mac. So you can play not intending really to play it on Mac. It will more, more like just be checking on my skills. Because obviously when the patch came out, they put all the planetary interaction skills on. I was like, okay, I'll just buy all of those because there's only like five of them and they're all pretty cheap. Inject them and then start training them. And it's like, put them all in my skill queue. But that's only like 24 hours of skill. I'll have to come back and add some more skills onto this queue. Inject skills. Yeah, that's what it's called. Okay. You can. It, it always used to be that when you got a new skill book, 
and you and you wanted to not be carrying a skill book around, you just start it training and let like one or two skill points go in, and then you stop it and go back to whatever you're doing. But I now you can Kung Fu. now you can just inject a skill at level zero, and it just stays in your list blank. Fair enough. And then you can put it into your skill queue. That makes a bit of sense. Yes. How long have they had the queue? Because I don't remember that when I... That's only I, well, I only like played it. it for like a couple of years <laughs> during its inception. But... It's not anywhere near to when you last played. Yeah. It's the last couple of patches ago, I think, they put this queue in. It's only a 24-hour queue. So you can only queue up something. If your skill ends within the next 24 hours, you can put oh, the I next see. skill okay. on yeah. to the end of it. To keep you in the game, I assume. Yeah. And to make it easier when your training skills only take an hour or whatever. So you can queue up like a shit ton of those and then log off. Mm. So you don't have to... it was it was the classic problem with like like when you're making a new character and it's like you want to maximize your skill training time, so you have to be training something all the time. But every skill you've got is only like an hour or two, so you have mm. to stay up all night <laughs> changing your skills. Or send an alarm <laughs> at three AM to get up and change your skills. <laughs> oh cool. But you, no, need you, use, have to. you need to use auto hotkey to play E for you, basically. <laughs> oh. I'm sure you could work around. You don't like get that. to be macro. Yeah, someone can macro. Then you'll get banned. <laughs> all those How macro miners. Mm. Boo to oh. them. Fucking up the economy. And then yeah. more fucking up the economy when they get banned, <laughs> which is the best thing. Why? Because it removes them from, and then that changes the market. Yeah, it's like I've, I read, I partially read some of the last economic report that that economist does about Eve for Eve, and I was like, oh, look at this stuff because they were talking about the last time they banned a shit ton of gold farmers or macro miners or whatever you call them. It was like, oh, look. Look at these graphs where it's like there's a sudden spike in price. Gasp. But then someone on the forum was coming up with some ridiculous theory about how everything would insanely screw up if you removed all the macro riders. It was like, well, yes, probably. <laughs> I'm sure they'll work out how to do it. Well, they'll always find a way, won't they? Gold farmers and macro riders. Sure. Yeah. There's always a way. Where does it work? too much Chinese drug money relying on it. Obviously. And they, and they, they don't want to macro ride on their own server. Although they probably do, I guess. I don't know. I've never seen the Chinese server. So I wouldn't be able to say how macro mining it is. Stop picking your teeth. A... <laughs> yeah. I, I made this before I, start, I started biting on a nail. And now that bit of nail is now stuck in between my couple of teeth. Oh, <laughs> I've got to go and get it out. See, this is the advantage of having you two in the same room where you can just yeah. <laughs> complain about each other's... Stop picking your teeth. So anyway, I should probably talk about what I've been playing, shouldn't I? Yeah, you probably yeah. should. Or otherwise yeah, it'll come to the last this, five minutes this, and then we'll be like, oh damn, what have you been playing? Fuck. This is actually the most relevant news of, you know, in terms of I guess. time. Release dates. Yeah. yeah, release dates. So yeah, so I got Red Dead Redemption on them. Um, the day of launch, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that's another thing. I shall, I'll talk about that first. But I immediately, you know, TV you know, I watched uh, I watched Three Ten to Yuma, but then I watched um, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, which I happen to have on DVD. I haven't watched for a while. And man, that film's good. Have you seen that film? No. Oh, that score is incredible. That ah, and that uh, it comes in at different moments and it's like a motif and like the three different the good the bad and the ugly each have a different version of it because the um the good <laughs> has the flute <laughs> well the flute the, the, the trombone or tuba, <laughs> <Yeah>. tuba version <laughs> 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 
Yeah, well, the good has the, a bom, flute, bom, bom. which is quite high, and then um, the uh, the bad has like an ocarina, which is a bit lower, and then the ugly mm-hmm. has the ugly has the human ah a bit, and then they all have wah wah wah. <laughs> it's such a brilliant score, and it's got like these sound effects and stuff, and gunshots and stuff going on in the background it's got of it. It's sound just... effect. <laughs> well, well, you know what I mean. That's quite unusual yeah, in a really. in a musical piece. Uh, but uh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> How come everything made in the 60s was super awesome? Oh, man, that was a good decade. But yeah, that film's great. <laughs> Bet we should, find, try, we should try and find things that weren't awesome there. Just, oh, just, 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 very just to ruin your view of it. Oh, no, there were plenty of crap things, I'm sure, especially in Britain. Like There were mostly American things in the 60s that were brilliant, like the Space Race and, you know, and uh, brilliant films like Bullet and The Good, The Bad and The Ugly and all those awesome, cool stuff. And Clint Eastwood just being amazing. Anyway, so the game, Red Dead Redemption. I hope you guys have some questions about about it, because I've played it all the way th- through now. Uh, like, I basically had nothing else to do this week. So it's uh, it's 35 hours, roughly. Um, and, yeah, so I don't really know where to start. So I hope you guys have some questions. I um, It is... Is it uh, good? <laughs> it, yeah, it's re- I really liked it, but... Um, are we gonna have to do this in like formal review style, like 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 GT or something? So it's like the first step is talk about the design of the game. Well, we, whatever that means. Like, how, it's, it's the game flow, as we I'm could calling do it. it. You know, how, do it. how do you play it? We'll do it informally and stuff. But basically, it uh, the first thing that strikes you when you start <laughs> playing it, the first thing that strikes you is um, it is it is Grand Theft Auto. It is Grand Theft Horse. Uh, so <laughs> immediately, like it, 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 the first thing that strikes you is the similarities <laughs> with with GTA Four, and then it starts to develop its own sort of personality after that. So let's talk about yeah, the design, shall we, or the flow? The That's the sort of identity <laughs> oh, right. design. I remember. So, what do you guys want to know about? It? I mean, because you're not such big fans of GTA Four. No, well, my my biggest concern, as you say, about you know the fact that it is. Grand Theft Horse. Was, it is. Okay. Well, my initial thought was the presentation seemed a bit off, as as we talked about last week, I think, and that you well, know it, it seemed to borrow too heavily from GT in terms of its um, the way it displayed info to you, and it seemed a little out of place. Right. Well, it still does. And um, what you're talking about the minimap is correct. It still has. That's probably the most direct connection, probably, other than the engine. The fact that you know it looks like. A rage engine game, just like an Unreal Engine game, looks like mm-hmm. an Unreal Engine game. You know, I mean, you notice that with the characters and the, and um, you know, just the way it's rendered, and and the cutscenes uh, are just like GTA, where you know the characters are rendered with that sort of mocap look, and then yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it cuts out to the game. Uh, that's exactly the same. Obviously, completely different setting, completely different story characters and everything, but it's still that same style. Um, uh, yeah, the map is probably the closest because that mini map is the same, right? Just as you noticed, it. I mean, it doesn't look that modern because it's got like a distressed look around it, so it makes it look part of the game. And the thing that makes it different is the font. It has its own font, distinct from Grand Theft Auto. That's a sort of Western style for displaying yeah, information. Yeah, maybe. But I still didn't it's... think it sort of stood out in that. I don't know what it is. There's something about the fact that they use the same sort of perhaps coloring in the same positioning of the text. You know, it's yeah, well, it still does that thing where it'll, it'll tell you, it tries to inform you by bringing up like a text box using like the top left corner or whatever saying, yeah, I don't this, like is that. What, this is what happens, this is what you do. And sometimes it'll tell you information you 
you know and you want to skip past it. And sometimes it'll tell you stuff that's really important and it skips past it before you have a chance to really read it. <laughs> so that kind of stuff. I always I had mean, a problem with that anyway because it seems like the weakest part of GTA's presentation. Right, and those text uh, boxes. Yeah. Right. Well, I didn't. I don't find them that, that bad, but I know what you mean. But they're not that. It's not that heavy on it. What? What? The, I think you've got a little bit of a disproportionate view of it because, uh, and it's the same with Red Dead Redemption. There's a lot of that stuff to start off with because it, the game has to teach Probably. you everything. Yeah. Okay. And the first bunch of missions, same, just as in Grand Theft Auto in Red Dead Redemption, they're all tutorials, effectively. They're really fun. Like, they're really well thought out, and they work in the game world, and they make sense in terms of the story. But they are effectively trying to teach you how to play the game, and that takes quite a while in this game, because there's so much to do. You know, there's so many little yeah. mechanics and stuff. It's just like with Grand Theft Auto driving the cars, and, you know, all the, all the shooting mechanics and stuff it has to teach you. In this, it has to teach you. It has to teach you how to herd cattle. It has to teach you how to lasso horses. And I'd imagine dr- the drive-by style mechanics probably work better because you don't have to worry about crashing into shit. Yeah. <laughs> now that 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 is cactuses. a key part. I mean, the, co- <laughs> yeah, the dangerous cactuses. Yeah, the combat Cacti. is 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 good. Okay, it's um, vastly improved on because uh, that's been a weak point in sort of Grand Theft Auto. The combat in this is is really very good. It's um, it, it it's probably the most useful form of that you know the lock the um snap to target thing where you go into oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. zoom and uh, and it snaps to the nearest enemy this is probably it's quite heavy on it right and this is probably the most useful i've ever found that snap targeting because i was always useless with it in call of duty because i tended to like to aim myself you know but in mm. this it's yeah it's really I, still, I still can't get the hang of that yeah well in this it's really quite important because it it kind of locks on more Metroid style onto moving targets when you do that snap thing, mm. which is really important on horseback. Like, it's useful in, like, um, your normal ground combat, but, like, there's a lot of, as you can imagine, firing from horseback at, at mm. other people moving on horseback. And the game does a really good job of making you feel, like, powerful uh, in that respect because you can snap to those targets in normal mode and just and just shoot them off the horses or... Whatever, and then it's also got the dead eye thing, which is you you click down on the right stick to activate it, and it goes into bullet time, and uh, and then you can well, there's there's different upgrades to it. At first, what happens is you sweep your cursor cursor crosshair over the enemies, and it all it all put little red X's, uh, um, uh, click little red X's on them, and then when you when you fire it'll shoot all those X's in one very quick go. So it's like the Westerns mm. where the, the, the character will shoot. Do you not think that's quite similar to the splinter cell mechanic that they introduced in the new one? The sort of yeah, Mark and Execute. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sort of. In Mark and Execute, it's a bit more tactical because it's like you choose them very deliberately beforehand. It's less of an action mechanic in that respect. Mm. It's like a... Because that's an, an almost an auto-play-the-game button, isn't it? Whereas this is <laughs> yeah. more... This is more um, uh, uh, visceral because y- you have to aim and because what you have a meter with the dead eye, like bullet time, just like in Max Payne. Oh, you can't use it that out. much. No, uh, you do end up using it quite a lot. But like the quicker you, when you go into bullet time, the quicker you assign targets and shoot and get out of it, the more you'll still have in your meter to use the next time, right? Mm. And uh, killing enemies outside of outside of dead eye will re- re- refill the meter faster. It will okay, go up slowly on its own, right? So 
the typical missions involve a lot of um, shooting. So generally, you'd shoot normally uh, using the snap to targeting thing, and then for uh, you know awesome situations where there's like a ton of people coming at you at once, you'll snap into it and you'll do them all at once, and it'll look really cool because you can target once you get the second level of it then you, instead of just sweeping the crosshair over them and it automatically targeting whatever you're pointing at, like, you know, head and chest and whatever, mm. once you get the second mode, then you can choose the individual shots by clicking the right bumper. So you can, so once you got to that point, you can headshot six people in a row, like, bam, da, 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 bam and it's just mm. super cool. Yeah, so that, the combat is, re- I, God, there's so much to talk about. about you made seven game, bangs there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Okay, it's got well, a seven you... chambered gun. That would be awesome. <laughs> there is no, there are. I mean, you've got you've got six chambered revolvers, right? Which is the basic, and there's various versions of that. And then you've also got because it's set in 1911, you've also got like automatic SMGs. Pistols. There's no SMGs, but there's automatic <laughs> pistols, and there's uh, repeater rifles, and uh, there's um, uh, machine gun. What, what are they called? Um, Gatling guns in places, mounted Gatling guns. Uh, Wait, oh, yeah, so it's a bit, so it's a bit more modern than your average Western, is what you're saying. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like um, a lot of the story goes into like portraying this world that's coming to an end. Like there's okay. telephones around, and there's later in the game there's actually cars, literally like Model T, Ford Model Ts and stuff. And there's like all this new technology is coming, and the whole of the the old West is sort of coming to an end. Well, that leads an interesting point. Is that are they, are they leaving themselves room for seek, for the inevitable sequel? I'm. This is an interesting point. I think the story is brilliant, and I can't talk about the ending, which I really want to because of spoilers, because it's a brilliant ending. But I don't think this is going to have an immediate sequel. In fact, I think. They're more likely to. I think this is interesting. I think they're more because with Grand Theft Auto, there's going to be sequel after sequel, right? But sure, with these guys at Rockstar San Diego, they've got that GTA tech and they've made this brilliant Western game, basically like the best Western game I could want. Okay, and I think the next thing they'll do will be something else. It's like I think they're going to do one. I was about to these... suggest that you reckon they'll drop the Western theme and then sort of I... try and say, well, what else can we GTA? Well, is, that I character, think so. is the character you play young enough to maybe have him like leave the West and then become a gangster in like 1920 oh, or something? Imagine that. That would be cool. GTA like gangster. <laughs> GTA <laughs> gangster. But actually, yeah, yeah, actually, actually, gangster rather than gangster. Booyah. Without giving away the ending, yes, that could sort of work. <laughs> but um, uh, um <laughs> yeah, American. I, I'm, I, I've been putting a little bit of thought into Carry what they on. could do. I mean, I can't really think because it's like Grand Theft Auto. That, that GTA Four works so well, and and this works so well. But it's hard to think of other things they could do. I mean, Grand they obviously Batman. God. I don't know. The only thing just I, vigilante like, around the city going, going, shit, yeah, criminals. The only thing I've, I think of so far is like a sort of maybe a Blade Runner, like Grand Theft Future, where you fly around in flying cars around the city. I'm but surprised even... that hasn't been done already, to be honest. Although yeah. Crackdown, you could argue, is the closest thing to that. Maybe. Yeah. But anyway, so back to the, the, the game in hand, though. Because like, uh, one of the things about GTA that annoyed you probably the most was the way that people keep ringing you up and asking you to do stuff right yeah i suppose okay. you don't have a mobile in this that <laughs> yeah there's no smoke mobile signals. phones oh, in the fuck. <laughs> some shitty smoke in the distance oh i'm gonna have to ride all the way fucking there on my super slow horse yeah donkey. well okay but let's talk about the, the horse riding <laughs> you're saying there, like are, a donkey? there are donkeys yeah. in the game okay. 
there are donkeys in the game. I think you can ride them. I've never actually tried. I've seen other people riding them. I'm sure you can ride donkeys in this game. Oh, and I also made a account of of gringos. Um, hey. It's not. It's not as many as I'd hoped, but there is one. No. Le- that there is one legitimate egringo, like ridiculous Mexican saying it. Okay, that's uh, as soon as you come into Mexico. And then there's another ironic egringo where an American guy says it. That's like a joke. Okay. He says it as like a joke. Like he's an American, you're an American in Mexico, and he's like, oh, hey, gringo, <laughs> and it's sort of funny. Dude, but, uh, yeah. gringo, dude, yeah. whoa, dude, gringo. Whoa. <laughs> You yeah. come to see the taco okay. show. So, oh. <laughs> so, um, it's your yeah. own fault. You should have told me about that. One. Oh, I'm sorry about the taco show thing. But That's yeah, foul. so instead of instead of that thing where people, hey, you want to go bowling and all that rubbish? Okay. Um, hey, Nico, fuck off. In this game, there's an awful lot. There's less normal missions. Well, not less, but like. You know, you know those stranger missions that happen occasionally in GTA 4 where there's someone on the street corner who. You just walk up to, you see them on the mini-map, and you walk up to them, and they're like a little story that's like aside from the main story. I can't remember them. Okay, Do they happen quite, quite late on? Or? No, they happen all the time, but they're quite rare. What happens hmm. is a little bloke will appear on your, uh, a, a little man symbol will appear on your radar, and you just walk up to them. And if you just run away, they'll disappear off your map, okay? But if you walk up to them, they'll have a little story. Well, in this, there's a lot more of those, and they're not, a lot more obvious, so you don't, you won't miss them. But they're called mm. stranger tasks, okay, and uh, they're stranger little danger, little little vignettes, <laughs> and then there's less of the main story missions. But then, what the thing that happens in this game is, you'd think because GTA, right? It's a massive city. There's people everywhere, right? Uh, Westerns have to be lonely, right? Because you have to have the whole landscape to yourself. You have to ride off into the sunset. So that could be bad from a gameplay point of view because it's like it's cool in in concept, but in actuality, it's vast strength stretches of nothingness right which yeah, unless you have a monologue with your horse yeah exactly <laughs> it's not a monologue so, if you're with someone well so, even a horse it's not like a horse can talk back yeah so it's no. a monologue but not with the horse <laughs> yeah unless the horse can sort of like <laughs> nod or flick an ear in a certain way that you respond to yes yeah. that's right i love you too <laughs> so what there is is Ooh. these Lots and lots of different kinds of ambient events can happen to you during the game that you can just go go past. Stuff that just happens in the world. And there's a whole variety of them. So, Because you think, okay, so for example, you're in a town, right? Someone runs up to you and says, shit, someone just stole my horse. Can you go and get them and stop them, right? So you run off and you you either shoot the guy and and (laughs) and you you bring the horse back to the guy, right? Okay. The first time that happens, you think, oh, really cool. Okay, that's... That's going to get annoying, though, because that's going to happen all the time. But what actually happens is there's a ton of these different things that can happen. Like so at least it does, it's, not, it's not always a uh, you need to go horse hunting no. or something. It's, there's these, things cool. can, these random things can happen to you, and they do happen to you all the time, which makes the, the actual experience much less sort of lonely because they can happen. And at all times, you can, just, you can just bugger off past them. You don't have to engage with them at all. So if you're on your way to a mission... You could just ignore whatever the hell is happening on the side of the road. What will happen that's, is on your. That's not awesome, though. That's not awesome when you see something and it's like, hey, we need your help with it. You're just like, whoosh. 
I mean, yeah, that, so, that's fine if you're deliberately being a jerk or something, and yeah. it actually has an effect that you're being a jerk. But if it's just you go past them and it doesn't matter at all, that's not awesome. Well, if you if you if you talk to them and sort of activate the quest or whatever, it doesn't have a like a big cutscene or anything. But and then you leave them or whatever, then presumably these effect. are generated randomly. Yeah, so they're generated randomly, and there's a ton of them. Like some guy will come up to you and say, "Help, my friend's going to be lynched," and you have to go over and shoot the bad guys, but also have to shoot the rope of the person that's going to get because otherwise they'll hang to death. Stuff like that. I mean, there's there's a guy on the side of the road he needs a lift back into town, and you help him into town. Another time, there's a guy on the side. Of the, there's a woman on the side of the road next to a coach saying, "I need a lift into town," and then a bunch of guys come out of nowhere and try and rob you, right? So they're tricking you. And the first time, mm. I got totally fooled by that. Like, sometimes they're good guys, sometimes they're bad guys. All kinds of stagecoaches are getting robbed by people. Like, the first time I went into town, like, um, this was a... Everyone was getting robbed. Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah, no, what happened was, just like, in, just like in the films, like a whole bunch of, um, of, of bad guys came in on horses shooting. You know how they run through the, um, the western town sort of randomly shooting and like grabbing women and do you know how that happens and i thought what the fuck is this part of the mission or something and it wasn't it was a random event and i was and this was the first time i'd i'd gone into town and i'd never done any shooting or anything but i had a gun and i was like fuck this and i just shot back and killed them all i was like yeah damn. and you get a reward for it or whatever and Did you have down. a button for grit your teeth and, or sort of, you know, stand them down or something? If you were to just <laughs> casually... Cool. Do you have a slow walk <laughs> button? Cool. You know, or, a, a slow walk button or make the your... button. Make yeah. your... What are they call No, it's the, not mosey, uh, though, when you're, in, when you're, like, facing someone off. No, you're like, right. Well, well, well um, spurs, that's it. Can you make your spurs clink extra loud for, for, for effect? <laughs> so, so they can hear you walking into the middle of their path, just all clink, 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 clink. And, well, then, no, and then you push the grit teeth button. No, <laughs> and then you sound like Mr. T. You don't yeah. need like a clink button. You need like a silence button that like what? makes everything else in the vicinity suddenly go quiet. And a tumbleweed. <laughs> crowd there. hush. Yeah. And there is tumbleweed in the game, although it doesn't happen for, you don't see it very often, so it doesn't get Aww. really cliched. Uh, oh. But yeah, another thing that will happen. That's one cliche I'm happy yeah, with. Yeah, you can follow it around, totally. And like, awesome. Um, that would be the most awesome way to play the game. Especially don't do anything led... apart from what you see while following the tumbleweed. Especially if it led you to secrets. <laughs> it's the, the uber tumbleweed. Uh, another thing that can happen is someone can in a town can challenge you to a duel just randomly out of the blue. They're like, fuck you, do you want a duel? And you're like, totally, you kick their ass in a little awesome dueling minigame. And uh, there are also duels as part of missions, but that's one of the main ones, is just some guy by the side. And there's so many of these little things. Do duels always result in the guy who asks you to duel getting killed? Or can you, like, non-lethally kill him? (laughs) Non-lethally kill him. You can... I, I I always murder them to death, right? <laughs> but but you can would learn not to ask for jewels. Although obviously they only do it once, and then they don't learn because they're, they're idiots. Yeah, they're idiots. Or maybe they've won <laughs> previous jewels in the past, and they think they can kick your ass. That's probably why. But like, um, you can I think target their gun and their hat or something like that. So you can shoot their, <laughs> their gun. My hat's come off. I'm totally disabled now. Yeah, because oh, no, surely if you aim for the hat, that's a bit of a risk because they could still hit yeah, you. Yeah, it is a risk. Okay, you can shoot the gun out of their hands, I think, but I, um, you can certainly do that in normal Deadeye because that's one of the things. For if the you shoot them somewhere on the body that's not lethal, is it not lethal? Like if you do an arm shot, do they not yeah. die? 
Well, in normal combat, I'm not, I'm not sure about duels because duels work in a special way where you have to assign a whole bunch of shots in order to build up your meter in order to fire first because otherwise they'll fire first and kill you. So I'm not entirely sure about that. But in the normal game, um, you can shoot people in the leg and it doesn't kill them. And there are bounties that you can collect and you get double wanted, dead or alive, and you get double the money for bringing them in alive, right? So uh, the way you bring them in alive is you can shoot them in the leg to disable them and stop them shooting at you and stuff, but uh, you, uh, is to you, the way you bring them in alive is to use the lasso, and you lasso them, and then you hog-tie them, you know, where you uh, tie up their hands behind their back and, and tie their legs together. Presumably, you... there's no spit-roasting. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can then put the, their, their complaining ass on the back of your horse and bring them back into town. Just the ass. <laughs> Oh, right oh, 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 oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's like a bounty hunter mission. You can do them. They're completely optional, and you can do them for money, which is really useful for buying up penguins and stuff. But that's one of the things I like most about it. Is all so this stuff. You said blowing up penguins. <laughs> blowing up penguins. Although that'd be a whole different game. But all this stuff is optional. Grand Theft Antarctica. Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> Steal some snowmobiles. Yeah. Ride a polar bear. <laughs> That would be fun. There are bears later in the game, and they freaking kill you. Let me tell you, and they're everywhere as well. Uh, Once you get outrun them on a horse, yeah, you can on a horse, yeah. But um, the problem is, um, why would you ever get off? (laughs) Just live on the horse. You might need to shit. Well, you do. (laughs) You do spend most of your time on on the horse, like, and that's another great thing. Is like, go off the back and claim it was the horse. The horses, um, you an Epona style. You can whistle, and they'll your horse, your one horse, that is your horse, that <laughs> will yeah. appear out of nowhere. So you never have to, unlike in Grand Theft Auto, you never like stuck without a horse, and you never have to, you never have to steal anyone else's horse. You can steal other people if you want to be a dick, but um, uh, one of the cool things about it is it has an honor system like an RPG, like Mass Effect or whatever. It has dark side and good side or whatever and so you if you commit crimes it'll go on to the bad side and otherwise it'll be a good side but um in terms of the character and the story you're pretty much a good guy like you do end up killing a lot of people but they're almost always bad guys well they're always bad guys right and you're and you do all these little things like bringing people's horses back to them and all these nice things and you get your honor rating and you're basically playing a good guy you never have to like steal because I found that a bit of a problem with Nico's characterization in that well, he just seemed in like general. a good guy. Yeah. And then, well, it's and the then... GTA games in general, isn't it? You mm. don't, it it's, I, I don't know. I shouldn't say sort of characterize them a bit too much. It's hard to get the uh, the the enjoyment out of being a douche. Yeah, because GTA 3, <laughs> your character something about us, character. I think, where we're sort of used to playing the good guy, I think. And then all yeah. of a sudden you're, you're the arsehole and it's like, I don't really want to be doing this. I could be killing my uh, income. Except, ne- except he's not an arsehole. Well, Nico is... I'm assuming he's got an arsehole. No, I... That's the trouble with Nico, isn't it? Because it's he's like... He's completely unscrupulous, though, Nico. He'll do anything for money, yeah, literally. He's not necessarily a bad guy. He'll just do it. Yeah. But, he, <laughs> but then it's he's... like... He doesn't just go around stealing shit, because that's not what... <laughs> no, He only but... does it if it's necessary, surely. But that's the idea. There... Yeah, but there's a dichotomy there, isn't it? It's not really necessary. I mean, Nico's a good guy well, who will, who will, uh, you know, sell drugs and murder people for money. You know, that's not a good guy, really, is it? You know, whereas um, 
John Marston from Red Dead, he's pretty much, you play the whole game through, you know, as a good guy if you want, and uh, it, it, you never feel weirded out by that, you know. There, there's never a problem there. Do you know what I mean? Like, he, he still kills people, lots of people, but they're always rebels or, like, people who are doing bad things. And that's the great thing about the Western setting is, because in Grand Theft Auto... Did you just in... not kill any not bad people? It's like, can you yeah, just you go can. around and murder a bunch of hookers for no reason? Yeah, you can murder hookers. And that's the other thing. Like, uh, you're married. Your character is married. And uh, so... Because the murdering hookers makes her feel better. <laughs> when hookers come up and say, hey, do you want a good time? A you gift. say, You say, no, I'm married. I'm sorry. You know, which is really interesting and quite uh, unusual for a game. And then you have a family and stuff. And I don't want to spoil anything. They get anything, kidnapped. <laughs> They're already kidnapped at the start of the game by, <laughs> by the government, right? You know that from the start, okay? They're being held. The story is that you were an outlaw, and uh, but you you got out of that life, right? And you, you got out of your outlawishness. Yeah, yeah. You tried you to settle down. Obviously. Yeah, you became an inlaw. If, if you're married, you already was. So you get out of that life and you try and settle down, but the government come in and they uh, they they blackmail you into cunting down the old members of your old gang. <laughs> is, that, what? is that is that a technical term? What? Cunting down. Cunting down? I didn't say that. <laughs> That's what I heard as well. It was so hilarious. I was just like, just as that happened, it's like, just turn to Rob and look, look to see whether he's realised. <laughs> what did I say? I didn't say anything in the saw. What did I say? <laughs> we'll have to check that on the playback. And yeah. perhaps bleep that. <laughs> no, that was I didn't funny. say that. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> bloody hell. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so you have to um, get the old members of your old gang. I don't understand. I didn't say anything like that. <laughs> anyway, no we more. shall see. <laughs> we shall see. It's funny nonetheless. So you're trying to get these guys who used to be in your old gang. And at times it gets a bit ridiculous. Like, you start out in... America, which in an area that is supposed to correspond to sort of Arizona, I think, sort of Texas, Arizona area, like the proper Old West kind of area, mm -hmm. and that's the initial area, and then you end up chasing the guys that you're after down into Mexico, and then there's a whole Mexican revolution story, and you're playing, and you end up working for all different sides of the rebels and the government, and and they all treat women really badly, and for some this reason, this is making it sound epically long. It is well. I told you it's, it's thirty-five hours. But, uh, well, oh, it's not that uh, bad then, actually. Cause, no, uh, you know, I was I was worried it was going into the sort of extreme RPG style. No, it's like, not as long. It's not as long as GTA Four in terms. I forgot of story, to mention earlier. That I think thirty <laughs> hours is a good length for a yeah. game in terms, you know, of a single playthrough. At least it's a good length for yeah something that keeps you hooked. At least that's about the right amount of time. Mm, Beyond I agree. that, you start to lose interest. I think it's safe to say that Rob can, in fact, manage to play Prince of Persia if he wants to, because that was only six and a half hours. <laughs> Hooray! I might yeah. manage that one. But this one, yeah, I, I, I did. Bear in mind, I did all the like ambient challenges that are in the in the game as well, and also I played poker, which is one of the side games. You know, like in GTA, there's like pool and yeah. darts and all that. I played poker for like a couple of hours, I think, for a laugh, because I wanted to learn the rules of Texas Hold'em. Well, I don't know. A good card game, in some cases, is actually a pretty good benefit to a game, although poker is obviously just poker. You know, it's, it's got like the card games as well. in FF 
Eight and nine. Those were not strange. good. The one in eight was they, were, they were sort of interesting to fuck around with. And then you had to try and work out the rules because they basically didn't tell you. It's like, here's a card. It has some numbers on it. And then these little arrow things. And then they somehow these numbers determine shit. Oh, look, it's a fight. I've lost. <laughs> I have no idea what just happened. Yeah. Even Kotor had that like weird Pazak game thing. But that's you... in the Star Wars sort of mythology. Is it? I mean, not I think... necessarily explained very well in the mythology, obviously. Yeah. Before they put it into an actual game. Yeah. Anyway, so... Going back to was... films, did anybody hear this week that they, uh, a film studio snapped up the rights to Mass Effect? Oh, yeah. I heard that the producers are the people who made the game, so that's good. Oh, like, I can't people be mad, from, actually. People yeah, from yeah. Bioware, yeah. So. Do, but the, my question is, do you reckon they'll actually try and follow the game plot? I don't know. Or or go off on a tangent in the same universe. Because it, let's be honest, that universe is well-formed enough to cater for a number of stories. Yeah, I think that's... It doesn't have to all be about Shepard and Reaper. But just one. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. have to be. But I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of those things where they could pull it off. I reckon if they do it not too serious... Well, I don't know. It's one of those things. They either go all out on the serious and... Or... Do it fifth element style. Right, yeah. I don't know. I can see that quite working. I think it could be good. I don't know. But would they play Paragon Shepherd or <laughs> Punch Out Shepherd? Oh, or maybe that'll be yeah. a special feature on the DVD or something. Where it's like, <laughs> there's two, there's two films. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So, presumably, logically, if you're going to do that, he'll be. You know, he'll he'll it'll just be one of the classic cliches where he's like, he's he's a drunk or whatever, but then he eventually redeems himself, or or it's like he does what needs to be done to get shit done. Yeah, done by punching people, basically. <laughs> it will fit into one of those cliches, really, rather than the weirdness of the computer game where it's like, I'm a nice guy one second and then I'm right past the next second. <laughs> Just because you press a different button. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Can I ask you a few questions? <laughs> yeah. I found that funny in Mass Effect, it, well, in, in Mass Effect 2 where you catch up with that reporter that smeared your name in the first game and uh, basically the renegade action is lay her out. Well, yeah, but you could oh, yeah, punch yeah. her in the first game. <laughs> yeah. I it seemed to, I'm pretty sure I punched her in the first game as well, but she didn't seem to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good punch. <laughs> yeah. Can't and there doesn't seem to be any consequences to it this time either it's like you know in the first game you, you, there are reports in the conversations or something that you've handled that quite badly or but they're not really consequences well no like, here's, some, here's some speech but you know, the, you know what I mean there's a follow up or something from the colonel or whoever that dude was that came over the radio <laughs> yeah miscellaneous uh, guy yeah but in this game it's just like yep, nothing happened it's cool but then again in Mass Effect 2 you do like randomly punch and kill a lot more people if you're doing the renegade stuff in Mass Effect 1 that was pretty much the only case where it was like you could do something actually bad to someone by choosing the renegade option rather than just being sort of a hard ass and saying mm. no or whatever whereas in Mass, in Mass Effect no. 2 it's just like kick people out of windows shoot them in the face <laughs> oh it's so cool I love that kicking the person out the window thing that so I haven't cool. done that yet <laughs> no um, I think I I I missed it, but then I saw it on YouTube. I obviously did the Paragon thing or something. 
but yeah. I, the next time I would definitely do the Renegade. I'm thing. making a point of playing like a bastard the first time through this time. <laughs> oh, okay. Because the thing Mainly is, because yeah, I brought it... my character called Gangster from the first game. <laughs> Gangster Shepherd. Yeah. You're kind of less of a bastard and more of a just a badass, aren't you? Though that's the great thing, isn't it, about Mass Effect Two? Is that you're well, that's really how they describe thing. it as well. That's yeah. how the game actually describes it. It's like be the badass. Yeah. You're not really doing evil things. You're just doing like, cool, awesome people. things. Well, I, don't, I always think that sometimes if I play too much of the evil, though, that you won't get certain things. Like if you like, if you ever play asshole to some of your crew, sometimes it might not unlock like the romance stories or things like that. Or yeah, I guess everything is sort of more balanced towards friendliness. Even Red Dead has like two different to... meters uh, on it, so it's got the kind of honor, which is the good bad meter. Like, you get points for doing good things and negative points for doing bad things. But it's also got a fame meter, which just goes up regardless of whether it's good or bad, the thing that you're doing. And by the time that tops out, everyone knows your name and is talking about you, and uh, you're like a legend of the West. Just like the gunslingers that, you know, that were really in the Wild West. Everyone Does it have any other purpose other than just <laughs> awesome Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, like... Fame like does things like reduces the cost of things in shops and and the honor thing like leveling up. This is just well, like no, this it's is your XP. <laughs> no, it's not XP because it doesn't have any like it doesn't change your like health or anything like that. Oh, that's the thing as well. Like GTA Four, one of the lamest things about GTA Four, in my opinion, was that it has an old style health system where you lose it and you have to pick up health packs, and every time you do a mission, you have to go and pick up a new armor pack from the place where it spawns. Kind of Although that's sort of realistic. I don't know. It yeah, that part maybe, but I, I thought that was kind of bringing it back Stop down. Stop picking your fucking teeth. There's still oh. a bit in there. I thought that was like bringing it back down to the level of, of a computer game when everything else was really immersive. But Red Dead has just got the standard health system of you know the bloody screen, the, the recharging shield thing. So that's Actually, good. Going back to Mass Effect. That 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 sort of your dying effect looks really veiny and weird. <laughs> yeah, it's, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know strange, exactly what you and mean. It's, and it's hard to tell the difference between slightly hurt and really fucking hurt yeah. because it just looks just as tentacly. <laughs> yeah, it's not that great, I have to admit. Like, I don't know what the best of those sort of screens is because I always thought the Gears one with the sort of logo was a bit weird. It's you know what I mean? Nice, Having a big yeah, symbol the, come up. Well, none of them are great because none of them really give you a scale of just a, a, a brilliant sense of just how close you are to death. I mean, the Call of Duty one's not bad in that respect. Yeah. Um, probably the, one of the earlier Call of Duty ones are probably the better ones for that, actually. Hmm. What, Where Call of Duty of, 2 or something? Yeah. That was like know, the first it, one it, that it ever seemed, did it. it it seems to thump a bit more. <laughs> I don't know, sort of like pulsate of your heart a bit more. You know. Yeah. That kind of stuff. I mean, ODSTs isn't that great because you just go red when your shield's down. And right. so then you can't... It doesn't get more red as you're dying apart from the, the meter. But I don't know. It's not quite so in your face that you're dying. Okay. Because it happens so bloody often. The screen's <laughs> red half the time. Yeah, so it's, it's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think it. So yeah, the Gears of War one's a bit strange because it's sort of... Although relatively useful in a strange way. Yeah, it sort of you end up using crosshair. it to aim. Yeah, you yeah. end up using the symbol to aim, which makes no sense, but I mean, it is useful, but it, I still think it's an interesting and weird choice. I don't know. Oh, man. The, the, oh, another the thing about the combat in Red Dead is 
they, they, I mean, I say the combat is much improved over GTA 4, but they haven't really improved the cover mechanic. I mean, that's one of the ba- the worst cover mechanics, I think. Well, you know, we're saying Mass Effect was kind of yeah, it was one. was okay, yeah. but it's a bit twitchy. This is a bit of a low one. Not that it really matters because you don't need it that much, but I, I mean, it is slightly improved on GTA 4. But the thing about GTA 4 one was it was kind of impressive, even if it was a bit bad, because you could clamp onto things that were moving 10 seconds ago, like cars and stuff, which was, you know, I thought that was really cool. Whereas in Red Dead, there's nothing, there's no cars or anything. Take over my horse. Yeah, yeah. So all the all the stuff you're attaching to is kind of static, you know, corpse protection, low walls and rocks and things. And uh, yeah, it's not that great. Big meat shield. But, uh, that's a that's a bit of a niggle there. Uh, that could have been better. So yeah. Can you can you do the classic hang off the side of your horse to protect yourself from bullets? Because <laughs> obviously the horses are going to get injured. Well, where, you know, where you're riding die. along and then you. That happens in the Prince of Persia film when he's under attack from arrows. He hangs off the side of the horse. The horse is fine. (laughs) Yeah, your your horse can get killed, but they don't seem to target it that much, which is useful because uh, your horse doesn't seem to take that much punishment, really. I mean, but it doesn't die that often. But what you can do is there are basically... What happens when it dies? Because it's supposed to be your horse. Does that mean you then have to get another your horse? Yeah, you have to get another your horse. So how it works is, okay... um, the, whatever horse you're on, if you hitch it up to a hitching post at, in a town or something, then it becomes your horse, okay? So that's the way you save a horse, okay? okay? And from that point, you can whistle by pushing up on the D-pad anywhere in the world, and the horse will appear and wander over to you, right? But if it gets killed, then you'll need to find another horse and then attach that to the hitching post, right? And uh, there are three... There's a bunch of different kinds of horses in the game, and they're all recognizable by their coats, like different colors. Mm. And there are basically three awesome horses in the game. Uh, and uh, one of them you get quite early on assigned to you after doing a mission, like the stallion or whatever. And they're slightly faster or they have different stats. Um, but basically, so you get really attached to that horse or whatever. And then when it dies, you get really annoyed. But what, what, once you've uh, broken one of that kind of horse, then you can go to the general store and you can buy a deed for the horse and once you've got the deed, then any time it dies, you can activate that deed in your menu and you'll get a new one, basically. So, like, you pay for the deed once and then you get infinite number of that horse every time you lose it, basically. Horse spawner. You could just... Yeah, it's a horse spawner, basically, which is really <laughs> useful. I mean, they don't end up dying that often, which is really nice, because then you get, a, I think, apparently, like, the stamina of the horse, um, which is the little gauge that you could imagine just, like... Um, carrots. You know, just, yeah, just the carrots gauge, right? That gets the more time you spend with, with one horse, like one individual horse, then that gets uh, larger that gauge or whatever. So, uh, <laughs> so that's good. So, um, but yeah, so you end up buying these deeds, and then you can just summon these, and you have to go out finding them. Um, after that first one, the other two are really hard to find because they're the best ones are really rare. So you, you end up going out trying to find the damn thing. And the last one, I spent ages trying to find the damn thing. I'm getting killed by tons of bears like up in the mountains and eventually I found one out on the plains and I lassoed it and I managed to you'd have to do a little balance mini game a bit like Tony Hawk balancing on a board in order to break the horse because it bucks and you have to stay on it for a while and once you you lasso the horse you get on it you do this mini game and then you've got the horse right but then the moment 
that I got the horse, a cougar comes out of nowhere and kills it. <laughs> and I was like, you fucking bastard. Freaking kill that cougar. And then I went into town and bought the deed because at that point I'd tamed the horse and I could buy the deed. And they just summoned one. But I was like, I'd been trying to find this horse summoned. for ages. This cougar just comes out of nowhere. It's really weird. Like, those ambient stuff t- sometimes interact together. Like, a, a guy's like, oh, someone's stolen my horse. So you go out and you get the horse. By the time you come back, a whole bunch of wolves has killed the person. <laughs> <laughs> like, w- like, the wildlife do weird d- interactive stuff. Like, they're always attacking people and you can help people out by shooting them. And, and like, packs of wolves are the initial kind of uh, guys that actually attack animals that actually attack you. But then you've got cougars, which are really dangerous because they're really quiet and really fast and they come out of nowhere. Uh, they're really they're quite rare, but when they do attack, they're pretty bad, and they come in packs. And then the bears later on are really nasty as well. Uh, yeah, wildlife in general is good because there's these ambient challenges in addition to the rest of the game, which you can do at any time. And there's like there's hunter, sharpshooter, survivalist, and um, treasure hunter. Treasure hunter is like you have to use these treasure maps to find buried Aztec gold, you know. And then the hunting is like you have to go hunting for all the different wildlife, like you know. A deer and elk, and and then make a bear burger. Yeah, well, you can when you kill the bear, you then or any animal, you then skin them and you get the meat, and you can use that to uh, mm. sell it. So, but uh, uh, yeah, so you can make bear burgers. <laughs> I should put that in the game. But, Grizzly yeah. burger. Was there some cool. guy in the game who's called Bear or Grizzly or something, and he's a huge dude? <laughs> Or is there a a, a a restaurant called Bear Grills? <laughs> Bear Grills. I don't know. There are. I mean, you 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 uh, save in saloons a lot when you don't have like a house. Then you you sort of save in a room in a saloon. But they don't seem to have a cook or a. They're just a bar. You can get a drink there. Is that still relatively know. annoying to do? Because I because I always found that a bit annoying in GTA. You know, to save you had to drive all the way to your house. You had to then walk well, all the way up the fucking stairs. <laughs> yeah, and then that's. Make your way to the bed and try not to turn the telly on. Yeah, that that is exactly the same. Although there are a lot of auto saves, saves, and uh, there are checkpoints all through the mission, so you don't have to worry about that. So can you turn off the console though? Is what I'm saying. Yeah, after a game, you if you finish a mission and it auto saves, you can then turn off the console. Uh, uh, But uh, the only way you can save into a slot thing, you know, so that someone else can have a go, is to go to one of the. um, you know, to go up the stairs and into the room and try and get next to the bed and press the Y button. All that stuff is the same. Uh, and it advances time six hours just the same, so you have to get through the day-night cycle because some missions you can only activate during the day, so sometimes you have to go to sleep for a while, you know. That's still the same. But yeah. one of the things... I can't uh, expect the world from it, I suppose. No, you can't expect everything to be. I, I don't know. It's don't an interesting you need conceit. to be in specific places at specific times? Don't you need to have every showdown at noon? <laughs> <laughs> you can wait till noon for showdowns, I guess. I mean... It's like, what if, what if it was, like, 6.03, and you were like, oh, fuck, I have to actually stay awake for six hours instead of just sleeping so I can do my showdown at noon? <laughs> yeah, that would be annoying. <laughs> because you, when you press pause, you have a clock in the top right-hand corner, uh, which is sometimes useful. It's like an old-timey clock as well, which is quite nice. It's like a Maybe... stopwatch. I just had an idea, like, if you had one of these dual tournaments that, you know, used to exist or something, but you had a lot of time to kill before your next duel, maybe there could be, like, some sort of, um, sort of, uh, 
steady drinking game you could play like, <laughs> like, a, like a little mini game so you're still drinking so just keeping yourself occupied but then you're sober enough to do the duel properly <laughs> like fuck it up and the t- time moves faster but then you're still pissed when you really <laughs> do the duel pissed dueling that'd be amazing oh. or you could you know the, like time passing with it. maybe that's where the poker would come in so you could play poker for a bit to yeah. pass time but if you it's lose then you're time. angry or or you get into a bar fight or something and then you're not quite at your best for the duel yeah that would be really cool it was always funny in fallout 3 how you could just pass time because you could, if you slept, you could choose how long for it. Like, go sleep for one hour, or go to sleep for twenty-four hours. But then you yeah. could also just do it anywhere, but only it didn't count as sleeping. It was just wait. So oh, that's like, I'm going to stand here for twenty-four hours, and you press <laughs> wait. <laughs> oh, that's another thing. In in uh, um, you don't have to um. Actually, that's a point. Um, I've forgotten about this, but um. I know I was saying you have to go up the stairs and go into the thing. Actually, you can save anywhere in the wilderness by building a campsite. So it doesn't matter if you're miles from town, you can still save. I'd forgotten about that. And you can use the campsites to warp travel uh, so you don't have to ride across the world if you don't want to. What, so you so, can create your own smaller points anywhere? Yeah, anywhere in the wilderness. Provided you're not in a town, it can detect that kind of thing. If you're out in a field or something, you can create your own save point and, uh, and, and moving point. Well, How no, you can't. take do, though? Oh, it's really quick. Yeah, you just go into your inventory and select campsite. It's like tent. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it, yeah, it's a little um, fire that you make. A bit of RPG room. throwback there. Yeah, it's quite nice. And uh, you get you like a little like... bit of music when you fall asleep. Or something. It's a bit of Moogle. It just goes to the loading. Oh, and of course, Grand Theft Auto style. That there's no. You can go across this fast world, and there's no loading pauses. Okay, there are loading pauses cool. like when you warp, but they're really short. Uh, and I played the game with it installed on my 360 hard disk, and uh, all the loading pauses were really quick. And uh, yeah, as I say, you can just it streams off, so you can just uh, you can go from Mexico to um, you know the mountains and you know in the US, and uh, it'll never do a loading pause, which is cool. Obviously, the most important question is what happens at the edge of the map? <laughs> <laughs> do you get fired out of a man cannon? <laughs> Off your horse. <laughs> well, I, that's a good point, actually. I never really felt the need to... I mean, I guess there are kind of mountains at the edges, but I never really felt like I was hemmed in that badly. But would it, it's like the classic thing where it's like it, that kind of edge of map thing where it's like, if it's like, if you say it's like mountains or whatever, is it really obvious that it's like, look at these four incredibly precise lines of mountains that enclose this square area conveniently. Look at this pocket yeah. of radiation. Yeah, that's, that, that's I mean, a that good made point. sense in Fallout 3. I mean, I, I, I don't... They convinced me. I, I don't know how they managed to convince me of the edges of the map, but um, however they did it, it never bothered me. It never seemed weird. So, like you're saying, I'm trying to think how they managed to pull that off, because actually it's a bit of a feat, isn't it? How did they do that in GTA 4? Because not every side was water-facing, was it? They just had, like, lines of buildings with no back at these, I guess. Yeah. Every side was water-facing in GTA 4. No. Okay, it? so it's a really shit island. That's... Yeah, it's a really shit. <laughs> no island. bridges off the mainland. Even even <laughs> Alderney, which is which is mainland New Jersey, right? That had a shore on the um on the. Was uh, it really obviously shore. straight? <laughs> uh, think about it. It's fairly straight. I've probably got the, the map here. I could probably bring it out. I oh, know it's a bit big. GTA format, but yeah. Uh, no. Well, oh, I know. It has a long, a long, um, motorway on that side. 
So that was kind of the excuse because it oh. represented the uh, the turnpike, the New Jersey turnpike. And it had no sort of right turns. <laughs> you could no. get off it on that side. No, so yeah, everywhere is bounded by water. Whereas in this, it's not bounded by water at all. I mean, there's a river going down the middle of the map that separates Mexico from the US, just like the Rio Grande in yeah. Grande in real life. But um, yeah, that, that doesn't... Because you can cross it, obviously, to get to the other side. So that, that's not a boundary uh, in terms of the whole world. So, yeah. How you just didn't notice where the edges were. Not really, no. I can't really remember well, exactly what happens in Fallout 3. Because there is literal... I mean, there are some... I think Fallout 3 has sort of a range. Because there's, like, there's obviously sides where there's mountains. And there's yeah. radiation zones. But I'm right. fairly sure there was one there's one bit of the map where you can just walk off down the street and it just says, There's nothing else this way, turn around. <laughs> <laughs> Which is sort of a retarded way to do it. That's awesome. That's kind of a good excuse, that one. <laughs> there is nothing here. <laughs> it's all an illusion. It's locked. Well of course, one of those doors, isn't it? Well on the on, theoretically in Fallout 3 it's got the class it's got the same excuse as Eve of being a computer simulation. Because... Even though it's never mentioned anywhere, it's just a li- it's one of those stupid throwaway back of the box things where it's like the back of the box description of Fallout Three is like this is an accurate simulation of the wasteland as you're safe in your vault. It's like playing Fallout Three is like playing Fallout Three as if you were in a vault playing Fallout Three. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think Red Dead has the best skies I've ever seen in a game, which which kind of makes sense. Do they not have the rapidly moving plane? (laughs) No, they don't have that nonsense. Like the 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 weather effects are really good. It does. I mean, it rains a lot more and stuff like that in GTA Four, which makes sense because it rains a lot more on the east coast. (laughs) Yeah, in the desert, but it does occasionally rain in in, but very seldom. But like some in the the desert, there's snow. There's snow in the um in the in the mountains. So. uh, it does have enough range of geography. It actually re- the 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 region actually represents some um, because you know how San Andreas kind of represented all of California and a bit of Nevada. Mm. Uh, <laughs> where, you know, it had it had Los Angeles, which was Los Santos or something, and it had San Francisco, and it had uh, San Santos. Uh, it had Las Vegas. <laughs> Los right? Santos. Well, San well, I was trying to work out what the area represented in Red Dead Redemption, and it's huge. I think. I mean, it's like the whole West, like because those mountains with those grizzly bears, they could only be like up in north of sort of Colorado. So it goes all the way from up there, all in the Rockies, all the way down to Arizona, Mexico. and then down further into Mexico. And that's is it all, all connected in... then, or does it separate and? Well, there are three. So when you're doing areas. the Mexico section, can you not like just ride back up to the Rockies? Oh, you can totally ride up to it. Yeah, I mean, you only get area uh, access to that last area, the Rockies, after you've done Mexico, effectively. But at so, any point in Mexico, you can ride back to. Uh, what have Arizona. they done to replace the radio? Is what I'm asking. So when you're like riding That's around, because because that was one of the key features, isn't it, on GTA? Yeah. Was the music. So when you're riding around, you just randomly get the Lone Ranger playing. That is a very good point. Do you get like a Mexican on a donkey who follows you and plays guitar on the side? That is an interesting... Because <laughs> you're right, that is a very important element of GTA. And um, 
so no, there's no, there's none of that. Obviously, there's no radio. So it, the, I'd love if soundtrack... you could patch it. So you could put the Vice City radio on a horse. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. So every horse going past just it's sounds like a whole load of parody songs. Well, um, so that puts a lot of um, uh, weight on the soundtrack, obviously, because it can never be as good as all these, um, you know, licensed musics, can it? And and the ability to choose. So, but the soundtrack, I I think the score for Red Dead is pretty good. It's not as good. Obviously, it's no Ennio Morricone. It's no ah. It's not nothing quite no, as good. No, as no, that. They could just change it around so so it's <laughs> that, that's the hardest thing to do. Oh no, instead of ah it could be ah, <laughs> <laughs> ah yeah, it was it was so it works. Yeah. Ah, wah, wah. <laughs> The problem is no, that, that the, same direction ah, there again, the problem is that that ah that the third time it does that in that soundtrack anyway because it goes ah wah 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 ah wah 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 and then it goes ah wah 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 so it does that anyway. Well, maybe you'd have to add a third note, like like arpeggio arpeggio arpeggio. Yeah. No, it has a good soundtrack and it like it well it and, does and, that and, thing and where lyrics it, to it in a gangster rap. Hey, gringo. Hey, gringo. Hey, gringo. Yeah, that'd be amazing. No, it has like, so when you go into Mexico, it has sort of Mexican trumpets and stuff. And then in America, it has more sort of whistling. And uh, the soundtrack is pretty good. And there's a couple of songs in there, like proper songs. Like the first time you go into Mexico, it plays a song, like with singing and everything. And uh, it's like a good, a great moment in a film, you know. With, Woke uh, we, up this morning. Yeah, it was really cool. Had myself a taco. And you only hear that song, obviously, that one time <laughs> in that playthrough. <laughs> so uh, it's like it's a really powerful moment when that when that song comes. Well, it's in, kind of like the you know. Um, I keep saying Ma- fucking Mass Effect. It's pretty much all I've been playing this week. But yeah, That's it's fine. like um, well, I've been talking the, about Red Dead so for over an hour. And uh, yeah, the uh, the um, sorry, <laughs> it's like the end theme to Mass Effect. I always thought was pretty cool, and it's sort of eighties synth vibe. Oh yeah, I remember. you know, and you only hear it in the end sequence. Yeah, but it is like seven minutes long or something ridiculous. Oh, what was it? Banging hardcore tunes at the end of Perfect Dark or something, wasn't it? Or no, that was in the oh, no, 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 no. It was just a, a version of the uh, the Perfect Dark theme with guitars. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which was really badly sampled on the old N64. Ending themes are always weird for some reason. The worst one was, like, Advance Wars DS had a totally... It was like all the other music is like, you know, their stupid theme tunes for all the different series. But then the end music is really weird and sort of out of place where it turns into a kind of a weird synth biffly boffly thing. No, it's not... Actually, the credit music for Borderlands is fairly weird. Hmm. You still haven't got to see it. No, we still haven't finished Borderlands. We must do that. Now we wait for a while. <laughs> well, no, that's true. Because <laughs> now we're fucked. Yeah, but when when you get back up, you'll be able to run it looking nice. Which would be nice. Yes, looking more like how it looks on Ross's computer. I don't think really you can cough like that for gloating, can you? That's... 
Oh, <laughs> you're trying to <laughs> yeah. it's like, everyone well, stop and think, what is the glute sound effect? <laughs> or is it just, yeah, boy? Yeah, bleeding. Well, if you're talking about me, and then I agree with that, talking about me, that could be considered gloating. Yeah. Just like, hey, Rob, you're super sweet. Yeah, boy! (laughs) (laughs) Apart from then, you kind of reduce your super sweetness by sounding retarded. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No denying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, boy! (laughs) Sick, man, sick. Hmm. I kind of can't think what the great sound effect is. I keep wondering. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a sort of satisfying sigh would be the right city. <sighs> I keep trying. I keep thinking. I don't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> didn't come out quite right. I keep thinking of like the the, the sort of cliched French sound effect. It's like, oh, you want. For some reason, that, that speaks to me of closing. Oh, <laughs> Just because the French in general like to gloat about how awesome they are. Yeah, no cat, no, 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 Cat was pulling on my headphone wire there. It's like, no, don't pull it out. I won't be able to hear anything. That would be bad. So, yeah, I recommend you you at least give it a try. We'll I'm trying to think of other crazy end music. Oh, the Penny Arcade episode one music. Where it's like you've gone through an entire game of, like, sort of like orchestral Fair themes cool. and a, a bit of carnival music and. Uh, uh, a barbershop quartet which you murder and uh, and then at the end you get this rap <laughs> <laughs> they had the rap at like at the end of Call of Duty didn't they oh no Gears of War the Gears of War rap <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that was bloody terrible that was amazing well. though oh <laughs> I remember that shit yeah that was awful and they didn't do it in Gears of War 2 or they didn't have a hilarious equivalent so I'm playing for the ending and it's just uh, don't get me wrong the score in Gears of War is pretty cool but the uh, the, yeah it was just more more, more of the normal score rather than a Coltrane rap you're hoping for more Coltrane this is my kind of shit (laughs) yeah (laughs) that wasn't a rap that was sound effects yeah basically made into a rap was there any good? Um, was there a good ending song to like Chat Set Radio? Or I don't know. I'm trying to think of games with really good. Oh music, yeah, right? I'm not sure Jet Set had it had its own ending theme, did it? Because the rest of the no. score, yeah, I think it had one of those classic um, uh, mixes. Yeah, what are they called uh, medleys. Medleys. Yeah, that's it. All oh, right, okay. Because they do that in the Sonic games, don't they? They always have a have yeah. a medley rush. Medley rush. Yeah, that's what they're called. Like it's like yes, a unfortunately. It's like the but you know the special boss modes they have in Japanese games are always called boss rush. Ah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> what was those the... in Sonic as well? What was the song for that? Some of the more we were talking Sonics. about. We were talking about this just recently, but the com- the original Command and Conquer ending with that trailer for Tiberian Sun or whatever it was going to be with the mech suit that had like cool music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't it? <laughs> I can't remember. It was in the game. Wasn't as well. it just I'm a mechanical man? Yeah, it was I'm a mechanical man. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That was I'm a mechanical man. <laughs> yeah. Beal, beal. That was great. Mm. Can't really think of many good um, ending music. What, playing over the credits? Sega and Sonic All Star <laughs> Racing has a, uh, a slightly <laughs> upbeat and not that bad ending theme. Actually, you no, it same, yeah, well, you, when you've played through all the tracks, it's like Mario Kart when you play, uh, well, we haven't brought this up yet. Yeah, I've been playing Sega and Sonic All-Stars Racing. We'll do this next week, so we're nearly out of time. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it's got, a, it's got a fairly decent, well, I say decent, it's got a 
a well-produced cheesy dance end theme, which is original to the game. And Sonic Unleashed actually had a pretty good theme as well, which was sung by the uh, the lead singer from Bowling for Soup. <laughs> okay. Best combo ever. Yeah, that was actually quite a good song, if a little cheesy again, but... I, yeah, that's, I, I really want to talk about that, because I've heard sort of vaguely good things about that song. All-Star Racing game, so... Talk about that next time. Well, I don't know. Still to come. Still to come on the Salacast. How are we? I'll play it a bit more at the minute because I'm still working my way through beginner mode. uh, (laughs) Is it hard? No, quite the opposite. But it it's like Mario Kart in the sense. Well, no, we'll talk about this next week. Well, I'm not going to get dragged into this. Screw you guys. Let's continue talking about game music because it's. I've I've always thought it's quite it's quite a cool subject because you know it's. Yeah. Um, I've always had quite a, even since the days of back in Screamer 2 on PC and stuff, <laughs> you know, I've always quite appreciated game music. And actually back in those days, I preferred that to pop music. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. You know, late 90s pop. Yeah, man, that was a bad time. Top of the pop. And it's... And then we wiggled the tip to pits. Who was that? <laughs> <laughs> Just some generic DJ where it's like, and then we wiggled the tip to pips. Oh god. Pips. Pips. <laughs> Pips. I mean Mark Goody or something like that. I don't know. Have you Pips. seen um you because this is a bit off topic, but you guys were were talking about we were talking about Super Mario Galaxy 2 and how you weren't looking forward to it at all, Zach. Yeah. Have that's you seen... sort of changed. Yeah, <laughs> I've read, have you I've seen watched the freaking reviews, reviews though? Yeah, no, they're loving it. Literally yeah, but, everybody. Yeah, the trouble is it. that I was like that automatically makes you suspicious because it's like yeah. everyone likes it too much. Like but it can't be as good. <laughs> met, the Metacritic score for Super Mario Galaxy Two is currently ninety-eight after forty reviews. Okay, well, you know after the after the the first game was considered awesome though, wasn't it? And true, and it clearly wasn't. Not and, like uh, this. Basically, awesome this one is like the first game, but they've made it that little bit better. So it's okay. hard to see that it would get a worse score. Well, that's uh, ah, this is the well, annoying thing about reviews, isn't it? Because you can see why yeah. it would get a worse score because it obviously loses points for originality because exactly. it's, it's just yeah. a straight another game. But More of the same, yeah. Yeah, in a different way. If you considered it on its own in the fact that it's maybe, you know, if they dropped the two and it just happens to be the first game that they made like this, then it would still obviously be awesome. It just It just reeks of a cheap shot. Yeah. In a way, and yeah. it's like you're going to be doing the same things again. They can't possibly have invent- invented more, you know, that much more. You know, while I have no doubt it's still top shelf platforming, and and I use top shelf in the sense that it's the best, not that it's <laughs> not pornographic, not, not that it's pornographic platforming. No, it's, yeah. um, I know, I know what you mean. The, you uh, know, it's, it's there's no doubt it's high grade platforming goodness, but at, at the same time, it's just. Everyone else almost gets gets you know get takes gets a jab at for sort of just doing the same thing again. But I can't. A bit of me still can't understand how Ninty get away with it. Because everyone bitched about about the like water backpack shit. It's like that's something different, and now you're complaining about it. At least I experimented. I didn't think it was very good though. I I I didn't mind it. It was fine. Yeah, I didn't like blood. But, and yeah, they still had they had the levels in various other where it's like they don't have the backpack do some normal platform yeah well I didn't think Flood <laughs> should have talked <laughs> well no obviously yeah yeah or it should have had a less shitty voice <laughs> yeah damn you EGAD program better voices in your robotic backpack things 
But I, I think mm. you guys... Just, just imagine if the vacuum cleaner and Louise's mansion had talked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Suck, 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 suck. <laughs> I'm going to suck some ghosts now. <laughs> I think you guys had better investigate this game if you can, though, because there's people out there literally sticking their neck out and saying... Not literally sticking their neck out. <laughs> I, saw, I saw on... Figuratively saw, there's, sticking there's their neck out. in the cinema for it and everything, and they're, they're, you know, they're with a, a big thing saying, pre-order now to avoid disappointment. You know, all that shit. They're making yeah. a huge deal of it. Well, there's, there's serious TV gamers out there who are saying this is the best Mario game I've ever played. Oh, which actually, is saying that, if you guys, speaking of adverts, have you seen the one for Blur? Yes. No, I don't Awesome. As far as game <laughs> advertising goes, because it takes the piss directly at Mario Kart and oh, uh, cool. like starts off with a load of um, cutesy characters sort of sitting there at the starting grid going, let's race everybody in sort of really cheesy voices or something. And then, then again, <laughs> this guy just looks to the side and sees past this fence, this dark twilight world with cars getting blown the shit out of and just stands there going, this is awesome. And then a guy, uh, this pink, fluffy, kiddie-looking thing, sort of just walks up and goes, goes, it's not all about winning, it's about making friends. Shut up! Punches him to the ground and then it goes, blur. play with the big boys. <laughs> that's just like, that's awesome. It does sound cool. I, I kind of want to play that now. Quite I, I, blur is one of those games I think I want, but having played the console version and knowing that it only runs at 30 frames per second and then being in the knowledge that there's a PC version coming, I'm in right. a whole load of two minds about it because my brother's probably going to get the Xbox version, which would give me someone to play with. Um, but I want the PC version because I know it will run better. But at the same time, I'm not quite sure how the online will hold up on PC. Once again, you'll just wait forever and then get it when it's cheap. Like, yeah. like the, the Oh, probably. I'm, I'm <laughs> still, if, if Burnout Paradise came down enough on PC, I'd probably still buy it on PC. <laughs> you know, just to see what all the fuss was about. That's I'm a, a bit, bit of a sap for a deal at the moment. Well, that so. is the trouble with Steam. Yeah. Cheap shit. There's a bit of a war going on, though, right now, because you've got Blur and Split Second coming out at the same time. In a kind yeah, of we should talk game. about that next time, because I've played yeah. the Split Second demo. And, okay, uh, we'll talk about that. Um, what, what, although I might what, try it on it. I've tried it on PlayStation, but I, for graphical reasons alone, I might try it on Xbox just to see how much it holds up, just because of the way the consoles do certain effects. Like, the Apparently. PlayStation version to me seemed really quite aliased, so I might try and run it on Xbox, see if I get a smoother image, that kind of shit. Apparently Red Dead is quite a lot better on them, on Xbox. Eurogamer did one of their really good comparison pieces. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's well, I, I thought that about GTA as well. I thought yeah. that it just generally looked better on Xbox. Yeah. It runs at, at full HD, well, 720 on them, yeah. Xbox, and it doesn't on PS3 for some reason. Oh, really? Anyway. Yeah, apparently. Oh, that's controversial. Yeah. <laughs> controversial. I guess. It's interesting. What time are we on the time? Yeah. We've got two minutes. Uh, I can see okay. the clock from here this time. Are we doing two minute, two hour 15, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the usual. Can we aim in, in future for the two hour? Because I think that extra 15 may be a bit... Better. I don't know, but then... Again, maybe if you had talked about Red Dead for an entire hour. Yeah, <laughs> I, felt like this, I felt like this week we needed it, because the last yeah. 15, half an hour, 15 minutes of chat is usually when we go off on some seriously awesome tangents. That's true, tangents. that's true. Tatch, hatch, tangents. Tangents. Tatch, hatch, tatch. Yeah, we need, we, need the, we need time to be random, but this week yeah. we talked a lot about games again. We no, thought no, we it's good to be on focus, but at the same time we need to sort of go off topic more regularly. And this is us yeah. critiquing our own podcast in our podcast. Again. That's okay, that's okay. 
Um, so uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to our comedy machinations and talking about crazy games. And uh, the next time, maybe more random, but certainly some talk of um, uh, Sonic and Sega. Sega and Sonic? What is it? It's, it's Sonic and Sega All-Stars. Sonic and Sega All-Star Racing, Split Second, various racing games. It's undeniably a shit title. And we'll have an update on uh, Zach's uh, computer situation and possibly Eve and various more talk about updates. gaming <laughs> stuff. And I'll try and play some more Bayonetta at long last. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you said that weeks ago you were going to I know. Play. I've been caught up in these, in these other games. So we'll, we'll get there. I'll get there. So, yes, um, let's say goodbye. Uh, thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll catch you next time on the Salad Cast. Salad Cast. Salad Cast. Is that going to say something? No. Is he not, is he not going to say something? <laughs> I'm not participating in your retarded barbershop, not quartet, as we discussed earlier. Salad Cast. Oh, by the way, it's a trio, we idiots. <laughs> we were like quartet, <laughs> duet. What's a what's a three? Is it like a, a is it a tritet? <laughs> anyway, gotta go.